Jackson. Don't laugh! This ain't reality TV! I take this That movie stuck! Can we get serious now? It's the Fortress Film Society on The Chad Duke Show. I've been looking forward to this all day. I enjoy doing the Fortress Film Society. Welcome, everybody. If you're watching live on Facebook, it means you're a supporter, subscriber. Thank you so much for being here. I challenge all of you cowards to donate 50 stars right now. I don't believe you have the balls, you fucking know-nothing nudniks. That's right. That's what you want to do when you want to motivate people. All right, let me go ahead and mute that. It is the Fortress Film Society for the 6th of July in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm your host, Shoot, broadcasting live from the Fortress of Solid Shoots. I've never met one of those. There is Gigantor right there. The Hooting Colossus. It is his big night. Oh, yeah. It's tour night. We're going to be reviewing Tor's movie. Set up. Sushi Girl. You know why? Because there's a Sushi Girl on the table. Yeah. Hello on the nose. I'll, uh... I'll be drinking for donations tonight. Um, oh, excellent. And I'll be drinking if there are no donations tonight. <laughs> excellent. I don't think the donations are required for your drinking this evening. Oh, that's the only if, well, I'm sorry. Go. There's only a few people that are listening to my decree of the 50 star. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What is it when you force someone to do something? Racketeering? Tithing. Whatever, yeah, paying a pittance. Please, for the love of God. Um, I don't want to pay for 50 stars. That's embarrassing. Let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the Fortress film. You heard him before. He'll hear him again. Mr. Loud Goat is here. Hello, Goat. Hello, and I just have one question for you. See, are those are those black balloons in there? Oh, wow. Why would he then... Right, we'll, we'll get into <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Those black balloons? Wow, you were really creepy up until I saw the black <laughs> balloons, and here I am getting in the back of the van. Um, there's Lottie Dottie. We likes to party. We don't cause trouble. We don't n- bother nobody. Hello, Dodson. Everybody relax. I'm here. Now, that is a quote that makes sense. I'm looking forward to discussing that movie. I, you guys should know that Tor told me he fell asleep during um, fucking uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, so, right. Know, we need to... Throw another log on the fire, as Simon Phoenix said when he burned Raymond Cocteau in Demolition Man. Uh, So it's going to be a big night for Tor. Uh, I'm excited for him. A lot of discussion surrounding what he is doing and what his selection process is like. And, of course, I let everyone know in the back. um, I love Tor. I want him to be a part of the show. I am. Let me be the first to petition to strip him of his ability to pick movies. Um, I think it's been a long time coming. I think did we actually. He was on probation. I think we skipped a turn with him. But that might have just been because he wasn't here. Okay. Um, Well, he does that. Sometimes he doesn't show for the show. So there's that. Um, But this is just for. We call this the, the, the Barty Gennetti Act, is what we call this, <laughs> where uh, Dodson and I were part of a three-man cabal, maybe a four-man cabal, that stripped Othello Boucher mm-hmm. of his ability to pick movies way back in the day for the uh, the Rodcast Movie Club. Um, and unfortunately, it seems like the tradition is going to live on. So where do we want to start? For tonight's roundup, we are going to be doing uh, The Black Phone, which was in the theater. We're going to be doing Big Trouble in Little China, which is, of course, a classic, and uh our buddy Gigantor's selection, which was Sushi Girl, which was his movie selection. Where should we start, boys? Can we get the ugliest, the ugliest part out of the what way? What do you mean? I, I can. How's it ugly? Do you really dislike Big Trouble in Little China? No, that no, bad? no. Hey, I, I very fuck, much dude. enjoyed Big Trouble in Little China. I was just a tired lad that evening. A tired I, lad. I, 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 I hit a hard fall asleep. I, I it just the, it hit me, but I watched the entire movie with great gumption and joy. 
Oh, good. Well, that's good to hear. Do you want to? Maybe I can do something that could help you out getting ready for this uh, next portion. Yeah, that'd be great. How about you shotgun a beer? Does okay. that sound like something you'd like to do? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Mark Borger starts us off as he always does with a monster donation. Thank you so much. If you would like to donate, you don't have to go to chatdukeshow.com, click the donate tab, and if it is sizable enough, like Mr. Mark Borger's was, Tor will shotgun a beer for you. Uh, the rest of us will just nod and sip and. Sip and tip and clink. Uh, Dotson is bottoms upping tonight. Uh, Goat, are you? Or yes. No, yes. You are imbibing? Yes, indeed. I'd like to give a personal thank you out to Mr. Orgy Beard, or Orgy B, as he's known in some uh, certain circles. Uh, Orgy B, I'm looking forward to his uh, hip-hop uh, debut album that's coming out. <laughs> he brought the uh, Voyage, we, this came up during uh, Bourbons of the Roundtable, the Voyage 26 from Jefferson's Ocean, which is a rye double-barreled rye whiskey. Uh, 48% alcohol, 96 proof. Whew. Very nice bottle. Have they put out a rye before? It said first rye on the website, but I swear to God I remember drinking a, a Jefferson's Ocean that was a rye before. So I know they've done a wheated whiskey, uh, lots of different uh, uh, single barrel things of that offering. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say no. How about that? We'll guess. Uh, Orgy Beard also brought a table for the uh, Oh, he did? This he guy. Did. That's amazing. How come I not set up? What happened? We, we've been scrambling in the... the or, what? Spider Clamp and, and Dotson were scrambling to get the drums out. So we'll get them oh, set up tonight. Oh, oh, today was the massive drum ep- the drum exodus. Yep, yeah, they're out of here. Wow. Oh, that's sad. It's the end of an era. Yeah. Oh, well. Officially. At least there's more room for blow molds now. Hell yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> or as Joe Sniz calls them, molds. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's let's uh, let's go ahead and pay uh, Mark Borger off. We don't mind here. All right. Jimmy. Hey there, boy. Ooh, standard bush lights tonight. Ooh. That's a tasty beverage right there. Ah. How you feeling there, Cochise? I mean, that's fucking cold. That's that's a. Oh. Oh. There it is. We, we begin anew. Oh, he <laughs> turn, turned sideways. Like he's projecting forward. It's still gonna pick up on the mic. He lurched forward. Like his body almost Look. folded in on itself. Look, yeah, he's putting on a show. Jester took the last two Bushlight apples, so sorry, everybody. Jester, what? I mean, it's very on brand for him right now. Um. Okay. Wow, that's, that tastes like booze. Woo! All right, let's um, let's uh, let's pull ourselves together. Uh, the floor is yours, Gigantor. We will uh, we'll review your movie first. So my movie selection was Sushi Girl from uh, 2012, directed directed by Kern Saxon, featuring Kern. Uh, Tony Todd, uh, who as played Kern. Kern. <laughs> Star Trek: The Next Generation. I just watch those episodes. Very happy about that. John Dead Bird. Hey. Did you know I was in Star Trek? I mean, if he would have said that in the middle of that movie, I would not have been surprised. <laughs> the movie featured uh, Tony Todd playing Duke, Noah Hathaway playing Fish, and then another notable ca- uh, cast member, Mark Hamill, playing Crow. And the uh, the premise of the movie was a uh, a, a, a diamond robbery uh, where one man took the fall, Fish. Uh, he spent six years in prison. Duke sends up uh, sets up a, a big banquet uh, for everyone to get back together, but it ended up being a... Um, a dinner to figure out where their cuts of the lost diamonds were because they had been waiting six years to get paid out from this robbery. Uh, and then uh, Fish, who was locked up, uh, attended the dinner and began to uh, be questioned uh, rather thoroughly about where the cut was by Duke and his other brutes. And he's jumping first because I want to make the point because I know everyone else wants to make the point. Bank heist, gone wrong, guy that's been in prison forever. I mean, you just lifted the premise for Reservoir Dogs. I know mm-hmm. it goes in a different direction, but what I told my wife is if you, if, if I had five mongoloid friends and we had a million dollars to throw out, 
we might get drunk or high one night and say, let's just make our own Tarantino movie. <laughs> that would be this piece of shit that we're about to discuss right now. You also just described a lot of movies that came out in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, but this is, but, but this is clearly a, a desperate Tarantino ripoff yeah. to me. And so I th- as soon as I said there's a satchel of diamonds and someone stashed it, I mean, that's Reservoir Dogs and also, you know, not Vic Vega. Vic Vega is getting out of jail at the beginning of it. Coming back, of course, he's, he's treated a little differently. And that poor son of a bitch mm-hmm. was in this movie. But uh, thank you. Sorry, Tor. You were uh, pretty spot on there. Sure, it, sure. It felt, especially with the, the chair torture scenes, it felt definitely like a, uh, a cheap extra uh, Reservoir Dogs remake. Um, it was more gruesome than I had expected it to be. Uh, it was, I would say, a bit uh, sloppy with the dialogue. Um that's very generous. <laughs> yeah. There was some um, uh, rather embarrassing overacting in the movie, I would say. Pretty generous there, too. Mark Hamill was confusing. He should me. be locked up. <laughs> I think we should lock Mark Hamill away after this. But this was in 2012, so this yeah. movie's 22 years old, 10 years old, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't believe he cashed the checks for this movie. It, um, Go ahead. I'm not. Do you like his wig? Oh. <laughs> it looked like straw just sitting on his head. I wish there was more wigs in this movie. <laughs> it oh, it was a movie that took way too long. It was a movie to get to um, <laughs> to get to where it needed to be. Sure. And when it started happening, I'm saying, okay, maybe we could pick up some steam. And they said, all right, let's load the steam engine with a bunch of fucking gasoline and nuclear missiles sure. and fire it right into the sun. When did it exactly start happening? Uh, when uh, Fish got sat down in the chair uh, and taped up. Okay. I think that's when that started happening. We started it's to about see the... 40 minutes in. Yeah, yeah. It took Is far that 40 too- minutes in? I don't know. I, like I watched it. this movie in three parts. So. Yeah, okay. me too. Yeah, I did too. I just finished it right before I came here, which is why I'm so excited. Um... The part where um, they start having flashbacks of them like actually knocking over the whatever, yeah. and they all look exactly the same, and it's supposed to be six years later. That was my first part where I was chuckling. Uh, and then when Michael Behan and Danny Trejo show up, I'm like, I wish those guys would have taken care of their money better. Like I was so sad to see them pop working up in this actors, movie. working yeah. actors. I think the crew was just walking around a comic con with a checkbook. Dude, that's how this movie. Got how cast. the fuck would we do it? Like, it, like if you <laughs> and I and I mean, go, Fahey's in there too. Like, yeah. that, but if we all had a bunch of money, yeah, right. We said, let's fucking make our own. Wouldn't we do this? Wouldn't we say, let's yeah. go get Candyman and let's go get fucking Hicks and see if and let's go get Machete and we'll give him a Machete, like. You know, we would do this. This is what dumb people do when they make a bad movie. Yeah, they get, like, as you said, I believe the phrase was on the nose. Yeah. It was just like, all right, let's get everybody to do a little bit of what they're really well known for, and the price tag will indicate how long they're in the movie. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, did you like it, Tor? Uh, no, uh, there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> there really wasn't much of any subtlety. Uh, it, it was about as ham-fisted a movie I've ever seen. Sure. Uh, it was... Um, I, I did not like seeing fish, uh, Fish's face all carved the hell up after uh, getting hit with the bottle. I was curious, like, because you, sock. you're so squeamish usually that uh, this was, I mean, uh, you didn't read a bio of this or anything beforehand? I did. I didn't think it was going to be, I watched the trailer. I They, they hid that from the trailer. Sure. So I thought maybe, maybe it was just going to be some standard action and not that uh, gruesomeness. Uh, so I, I was definitely a little squeamish dur- during this movie because it was just too extra it was too this is, much this is the second goriest movie we've ever watched I think. you think so uh, behind possessor 
I don't know. This violence, this goriness, like I hate torture porn. I don't like hostile. I don't like all the shit that Dodson mm-hmm. likes. And I, it was just such a fucking bag of rocks that it didn't even really register with me. Even I, when he's sm- swacking him in the face with the glass yeah. and it's tearing his face all up, it was just so poorly acted and, and written that it, it never really even took me to a place where I'm like, this could be happening in any way, shape, I, or form. I can see that. There were a couple of things that really did kind of get me, though. It's when uh, when he came up after his face was cut up sure. and Crow, like, Stuck his finger into one of the yeah, big open gashes. Yeah. That's that was, what he started. The dental stuff. Yeah, is, yeah. but it's to like, get him to open his mouth. Ham- it's, hammering the chopsticks into his leg. If a clown showed up, it's like people hate dentists. Let's put a dentist in there. And we'll have him pull up. Ooh, people hate clowns. They're scared of clown. Put a clown. Oh, in there. sure. As far as the motivation, it right. was definitely you know low hanging fruit. But it it I will say that no matter what you can say bad about this movie and. There's plenty. Sure. Who, uh, whoever was doing the makeup for that face, uh, for Fish's That's face good. after he got cut up, did a fantastic job of making me believe that that man's face would never be the same yeah, again. Yeah, I winced a little more after they showed him. Yeah. After the torture. And I guess for those listening who didn't watch, what we're referring to is- Watch it. At one point- uh, <laughs> You is it, don't need to watch it. You, gotta watch it's it's not, not you can just it's, listen to this. No, 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 no. I, I, think, I think you gotta watch it's it. You gotta guy, watch it too. It's the extra from Sons of Anarchy, not Mark Hamill, <clears> who he breaks a glass bottle in a Sock, he and was, then starts yeah. swipe like slashing away. He starts swinging the sock at uh, Andy McKenzie was um, was playing that guy got such a face. he got such a big reveal like he like walked out of the shadows and I'm like oh this is gonna be an actor I recognize nope sure isn't did you pay close attention to the first season of True Detective because that's where you would have seen maybe him. that's I mean, about that's a hundred years ago yeah um yeah uh, this isn't bad in the same way what was the one that Goat picked that was the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, oh, Blue yeah. Collar? No, like Blue Collar was real bad, but it, there was another one that I think was even worse, Night maybe? Moves with Gene Hackman? Okay. Yeah, that I one like, was... I also like that one. Night Moves is a horrific <laughs> movie. Um, this you could watch, and it's just going to be like, okay. I mean, it's, it's just candy. It's harmless. Like, yeah. this isn't an investment. It's not trying to be anything more than it is. So while it is atrocious, and it's got to be bottom five movies we've ever had, uh, I would watch this a million times over than probably any of Dotson's movies. Oh, okay. I, I, well, he's trying to be somebody. You weren't trying to be somebody when you fucking picked these movies. It's just, right? You're just a boob. I You're just like, I got a checkbox to fill in. Also, sports. like if I were to come into a hockey game with, with Goat, like, and I had prepped, like I had read three headlines, and I came in, I tried to start a bunch of conversations and drop a bunch of jargon that I had pulled up on Wikipedia on my phone. You're like, check this out. Look how much I know. That That's what he did. He's like, these guys know movies, and they must like Quentin Tarantino. So he, like, he tried to do something that he thought would get in. He tried to game the system a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Gotcha. So, it's not as harmful. It's not as harmful. I, um, I, I didn't... Normally with these crew... The, 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 the crew-type movies, gather sure. the crew up, um, there's somebody that you can kind of attach to and say, I hope he's, he's doing okay. Or, or he'll I, make it through. I hope they make it out. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of like that guy. Uh, there wasn't anybody uh, in this crew that I enjoyed... I thought, uh, I think, was it James Duvall that played Francis, who came in with the with the wire? He was about the worst actor. He's the worst actor of all time. So my entire read on him throughout the entire movie was he's a poor man's Bill Paxton impression. Okay. That was every line he delivered, every facial expression he gave. It reminded me of someone trying to do a Bill Paxton impression that's during a, the movie. This is That's Frank from Donnie Darko. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. None of these people look like they should be in movies. <laughs> and I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that the script, the script was that fucking terrible. And also the editing is so bad. That dude had one scene where they're like, where are you going? And he goes, 
to the bathroom and it's there's no yeah. it's the worst delivery of a line I've ever heard. It's like don't have the stomach for it anymore. Did I ever? Did I ever? It's like I'm going to go ahead and assume <laughs> that guy can act and that whoever picked the different takes just did not know what they were fucking doing. Or they were going for camp and just failed miserably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was probably my LVP also. It wasn't Hamill. The bathroom scene with him was really, really bad. He was the, emoting very hard with, with a sure. bottle of cocaine. He, yeah, is he doing? He, that was coke, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I mean, he was a cokehead. He was the one that the guy was waiting to take a shit. Uh, the dude that's in a lot of other movies, the polka dot man uh, from David. Yeah. Oh, is that polka dot man? He's, I believe so. Well, he's, he's also a great character. He's in uh, the Dark Knight. He's the one guy that they grab. He's, he's in yeah. Prisoners. He's in Dune. He's, yeah, he's fucking, a good actor. He's yeah, a he's, good actor. He, whenever he pops up, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to do something funny. Yeah, except really, he was awful in this, too. Yeah. Like, the speech he gave was absolutely <laughs> atrocious. That was... So when he he's going on and on about the, you know, having to shit before a job, that was... When you're What's talking about Reservoir Dogs, that was the... <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the like a virgin speech at the beginning of Reservoir. One hundred percent. That that they was probably perfectly. once that got that once that got going. I was like, man, they really aren't trying to hide the Reservoir Dogs rip off here. No, they they wanted to, they probably were obsessed with that movie and they're like let's make something as close as we can. Now I'll give them credit. The opening credit sequence. Um, where they're putting the sushi on the naked broad, and like even the lettering, it felt like Kill Bill. Like it looked mm-hmm. and sounded, and like even the song they picked. It's, it's got like that like seventies like, yeah. like well, late, I mean, late night movie throwback. Sure. Yeah, I mean they straight up used a remix of Diamonds Are Forever. Yes, yeah. which is kind of a, a bold move to choose one of the most recognizable Bond movie themes to yeah. have at the opening of your motion picture. It'd be like so. a, you know if the Imperial March, like they just remixed right. that it's up. Like, here we play. go. Let's I put a drum beat behind it, and we'll call it a day. I kind of think of another franchise when I hear this. <laughs> uh, did you like the end, Tor? No, uh, I didn't. Did it like catch the you? End. Did the twist catch you no, off guard? I, I was pissed at it um, because that's, of course, that's how it ended. Um, of because, of course. Um, did you expect Jim Jester to throw the gasoline into the back of that van, <laughs> light it on fire as he walked away? Hold on to this, there, boy. <laughs> I didn't expect that goat. Um, I also, it's about as far fetched as possible that the the. You think? Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was disappointing uh, to say the least to see that Tony Todd gets knocked off by a, a piece of uh, blowfish and then sure. The lady. Well, but you knew you knew one, if not all of them, were dying from the toxic blowfish. Yeah, yeah. the second it was introduced, that as was a plot mechanism. Yeah, to try to do the the yakuza dinner um, with the blowfish. Someone's I'm a dying. yakuza. Someone tried to die from that. Yeah. Look at this tattoo. It's nothing. Yeah, here's just some ink on my arm. Yeah, the makeup lady forgot to put it on. We don't have enough budget to do a second cut. <laughs> There's no CGI that's going to fix this. A tiny mask. As much as I like seeing... <laughs> well, yeah, um, that... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> tiny the masks. masks. The masks bothered me so much. Why would you choose masks that you literally can't see out of? I don't know, considering how many cool, like, if those crazy, like, Ghost of Tsushima masks that, like, cover half your face mm-hmm. or the big, crazy, long ones. Like, there's so many cool masks that you... You were, if you're taking it out of that theater, they could have used at least large eye openings so you could see. I think it's what you guys said. They went through the Comic Con and they made offers, and all those guys said yes. And they're like, "Fuck, yeah. we're hamstrung now." For <laughs> first of all, we can't have a second location. That's not going to work. Oh boy, Are you saying, Daddy? I'm sorry. Oh, as much as I like seeing, and I, I wish I had his name up, but as, as much as I like seeing the actor who plays uh, Hattori Hanzo in, in movies, sure. You know, he's in the opening sequence. He's he's whispering to her. I'm like, okay, well. I know what's up now. Right. Like, like he's he's too recognizable. They've already made it very clear how much of a 
Tarantino ripoff this yeah. is, that there's I don't think there's going to be much surprise. If Sonny Chiba shows up, he's going to be important. They yeah. want yeah. the guy, but they wanted him on the, the VHS box. Like, you yeah. can put all those guys. I mean, that was one of the reasons as soon as Tor picked it. I'm like, well, this clearly sucks. It, no one We would have heard of it if it didn't. But then I looked at the cast, and I'm like, well, it's got to be okay. Like, there's too many people in here that I enjoy for it not to be. It is a soft curveball waiting to be hit out of the park. You're just like, here we go. Yeah. This is going to... Oh. Yeah, it was very sad. Um, now, let me ask you something, Tor. Yeah. Do you think you should be allowed to continue to pick movies in this group? I, I would give myself... I, I give myself a two-round suspension. A two-round wow. suspension? Okay. I, I think All right. I, I would have to go full six movies before uh, before getting another opportunity. And hopefully, Six movies. Hopefully, I would be able to, to pick up some, some uh, good ideas bit, along the way. A little okay. bit better feel for what, some, would, what would make a good pick. Yes, yeah, yeah. some knowledge or some common sense would be good. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh six episodes... A Fortress film. Tor could That's be like a, Christmas. He could be in his 30s by yeah. the time we actually <laughs> we get that done. Well, I mean, listeners have written in saying that they, they sit with the show with pen and paper and just write down titles. That yeah. Because we, we, don't, we don't necessarily do full segments on, on movies. Sometimes we just mention in passing. Write and, this one down. Sushi Girl. Yeah. <laughs> write that down so you can watch it. It's on Tubi. The greatest part is you could, there's also commercials. Be, uh, really, hey, I will say, even though there's a lot of commercials, there's a lot of good shit on Tubi. Tubi's great. I love Tubi. Tubi's even better when he decides he wants to drink. Um, but uh, yeah, that was great. I was like, oh, I get to. This is going to be an even longer experience. Yeah. Yes. I may have actually ponied up the bucks to just oh, not really? have the commercials involved. Really? Wow, big spenders. I, I mean, it was three, right call. I think three whole dollars to avoid commercials. I didn't even have the fucking option. Like I, everything that was on, it was on three different shitty apps. It was on like Pluto. Tubi, yeah. and there was a third one, and they all had commercials on them. So I would have bought it. I uh, I ponied up for it as well. Um, Look at uh, you. It sucked. Uh, it fucking sucked. Tony Todd fucking drinking shots with every, taking eight shots before the dinner starts. How weird sucked. was that, by the way? Yeah, I'll just just downing liquor before it happens. Uh, it, it's it's like they didn't have anything. They just said, all right, let's make it. Let's have everybody drink another shot. Go it, ahead. It, first, I think it was just rice wine, so I don't think it was liquor. Secondly, did anyone here, Jester, just vomit in his own mouth. I, I wasn't sure if I had hallucinated that. I just need him to get a scope. I need him to go. First of all, I need to be used Double to scope. scope. Yeah, and yeah. then just fucking one in the ass, one in the, yeah. in the throat, in the throat <laughs> and just lift him up and put him on the fucking, what is that thing called? The rotisserie. The spit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a one and a half. Okay. Um, it's tragic. Everything about it's awful. The acting is almost as bad as the script. Um, but if you like Tarantino movies as much as we all do, I love the knockoffs because I love seeing like what their version of GoBots or Mask or <laughs> any of this shit is. Because I think we all are – if you're a human, you watch something, you get all fired up. You're like, I, I bet I could do that. And these – whoever did this clearly did that. Mm -hmm. they, they got fired up and they wrote a script and they put a bunch of people in it. And so – I wasn't offended watching it. it, it some of it's 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 too disgusting. Like they did too many things for just shock value for shock value's mm -hmm. sake. I thought just to hurt him. Yeah. yeah. So it's a one and a half. Um, but it's not. If, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I'm gonna throw in sushi. Go. There's movies that we reviewed where I'm like, whatever you do, don't watch it. You yeah. don't need to watch it. You you're fine if you want to throw this on. It's disgusting. I, I had it as a uh, at a two yesterday. I have dropped at a full half point after right, well, no, a day. Thank you. Don't change your opinion just based on it. It, it was it was. Almost a one uh, for me. It was it was very poorly acted. He was um, so upset about his pick. I think that's really the fact right there. It, it's it's yeah. really upsetting. Um, there's flagellation here. There's not. 
there's there's really no bright spots in this movie. Some harsh language that seemed to be, again, ham-fisted, not used properly. I love some of those words. And then there, there were times that I was listening to those words. I'm like, there's really no reason to use this word <laughs> no. other than you want to. And it was 2012, so it's a different time also. But when Tarantino uses slurs... I'm never sitting there being like, he's just using it for the sake of it. Like, just Sam Jackson sounds great when he's cursing and fucking throwing out invective. This was like, oh, you're trying, because Tarantino does it, you're trying to do that's it. That's like often edgelording it up. Yeah, that's yeah. Exactly. That's normally the worst part of Tarantino knockoffs. Like, we've talked about how much we, or at least Chad and I have talked about how much we hit the Boondock Saints. That is that part is so embarrassing about the Moondock Saints, like the way they use, like, profanity. I'm yeah. like, this is, dude, I'm just like, I'm getting douche chills watching this. <laughs> Uh, what uh, what number did you give it there, Loud? Go. So when I was watching it, there were points where I was feeling like maybe it could even crest above a three, but then it would immediately pull it back. I think you kind of liked this movie. I kind of didn't hate this movie. Soon, I came in screaming and yelling away with my arms, I'm and like, I go, it was like, mm. I didn't hate it. I'm happy um, you didn't hate no, it, No, I, I would say my initial reaction was much more positive and, uh, until, like... You know, sometimes you watch a movie, you immediately hate it, and then the next day you're like, you know, that wasn't as bad. And you sure. think about it a little bit more. This one, I think I was a little bit higher on it as soon as it ended. Okay. Uh, but I would, I, I'm going to go with a two and a half. Because wow. I think if, if you're going into it looking for some schlocky, good time fun with a you know unfortunate cringe here and there, sure. I think you're getting that out of it. It's not good cinema. It's not a quote-unquote good movie by, by an objective measure. But I didn't not enjoy it while I was watching it, uh, except for a couple of like wincing moments at the dialogue and the acting. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think you're right. I mean, I'm trying to. I didn't like it at all. But I'm trying to kind of say the same thing you are. Yeah. Where it's like, if if it was on again, I'd be like, oh, I bet this yeah. is the part where this awful thing happens. You know, I it, would I would probably watch it again. It's the kind of movie I feel like if you had a group of friends that were into like watching. Maybe bad movies. Yeah, like not good movies. Yeah, but but for the uh, the camp and uh, you know, I guess uh, derision factor when yeah. you're watching a movie. This is right in that wheelhouse, and there's a joy to that. Yeah, or if me. there's like a woman that's like spreading her legs and allowing you to enter her, and you want that to stop. Yeah, get like the just, hell out of here. Yeah, throw yeah. this on in the background. Yeah. I mean, it's got a use for this type of thing. <laughs> Great yeah. advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all there. we've all been there. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Dawson? It's it's at a two and uh, two and a half for me as well. Wow. I I. I'm two, very surprised by this. For me, two and a half is just like I'm a, surprised by that. Yeah, as well. it's just, shit. Just like a, okay, <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> like uh, I, there, there are you know, there's a lot of eye rolling, but there's there's not like a lot of the script is the worst part. of It's it, really bad. Yeah, but and the delivery, it's, it, just like the dialogue is is embarrassing. <laughs> but there's not a lot of like room for like just bad like pay, like it's, it goes by fast. It does. It just sits it, because it sits in the one room and it's like I think like a tight ninety. Uh, a three Gross. would be something that I would I would actively like if I if I came across it I would sit down and watch tape to tape again. Two, two and, and a half is pretty. It's not bad for this movie. Two and a half I think is is just pretty like average whatever. It's it's right down the middle. Um, I I wasn't furious watching it. I'm probably gonna forget about it next week. And I'm not running around singing its praises, telling everyone that they should go watch it. Yeah. Um, two and a halfs for me are largely forgettable. I'm not angry enough right. as I would be at maybe a two. And, and that's kind of where I sit with this one. The, the fact that it's a knockoff is really what drags it down to like two and a half. It had potential to be a three if it went anywhere 
new yeah, and, it, and original. It's the, there, there's a difference between an homage and a direct rip. Yeah. Um, and I think that if you like music and you hear an homage, you know the difference between that and a direct ripoff. Like, The Dark Knight is an homage to Heat in a lot of Absolutely. It's a great example. Um, the Batman is a direct fucking ripoff of Seven. So that's the difference between the two. I thought you were going to say it's an homage to getting hit between the eyes with a hammer because oh, well, that's how I felt while I was watching <laughs> right. the Batman. But. Not me. I felt like I was slowly being handed sleeping pills so ah, I could just drift okay. off okay. into the fucking great. Un- I liked this movie better than the Batman, if that makes any better. Absolutely. Uh, much better than the Batman. Um, okay, so that didn't go bad. Ba- so we're not we're not booting Tor out for life from picking movies. We can't if both of you guys gave it two and a half. I don't think that this is material for absolute banishment. Here's something that Matthew Burke just uh, brought up in the group chat. What would you guys think of putting it out there to the hive mind and letting mm. the supporter chat pick a movie Ooh. for us? Oh, as uh. in place of Tor's turn? <laughs> yes, in place of Tor's turn. I, do, I am I, not upset about this idea now, in place of Tor's turn. Do you trust these, and I say this with all of the affection in the world, yes. motherfuckers, <laughs> to not put their heads together and be like, let's piss on to, these guys to jesse camp us basically exactly yeah. let's fuck it what is it uh what was the guy that stern was getting everyone to fucking call in and, and vote for an american idol sanjaya yes like the sanjaya this motherfucker where they try to get them but look i mean even if they do we've picked some terrible movies for each other to watch i know all i of, have all of us have. Yeah. i certainly have um hey uh the, you can't watch the video while we're in the room doing the show who did that was that enoch it looks like he was might, Enoch. Might have been Enoch. He's lucky he's big. It's a good thing he's big. Or I'd, I'd give him way more shit. Um, it is weird, though, that he's choosing to watch the fucking video while we're doing the show in front of him, and he's in the goddamn studio. Well, you know, he's just keeping an eye on the chat well, to make he's, sure he's, he's not che- missing any of the experience. <laughs> Y'all say some shit about me? He's air-checking his own laugh. Come on. Is that what it is? It, yeah. Appreciate that. Um, all right, so, Tort, I think, what, did you, what was your own? You never want to give a child the chance to, not that you're a child. To but, name their own punishment? Yeah. I went uh, two full rounds suspension. Two full rounds. So yes. Goat two, Dukes two, Dottie two. Would that be listeners two? How about this? Listeners are on motherfucking probation. The next time tour is up, we crowdsource it. Okay. And if it goes okay, then we go back around for the second time. They get time. another coach's challenge. Okay. okay. What do you guys think? I like that plan. I think that's fair. You cool with that, Tor? Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'll be curious once we get to that time to really, de- like, I, I want to learn their decision-making process. Who's who's going to represent the group? Does anyone have more uh, favor than, do certain group members have more favor than others? That's a really like, good point. A movie? And how about this? I'm just going to leave it up to those motherfuckers. Like, I'm not going to tell them They'll how to vote. I mean, get in there, start a post, and you guys start having a conversation about what you want us to watch. And then, you know, we'll just ask for it to be presented to I us. I would maybe create a short list of, like, three or four just because we want it to be something that we all haven't seen right that's a good call yeah yeah, yeah i would say yeah pick pick a couple of different when, when 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 i'm i think y'all do the same but when i'm picking something for the group i normally show up with with a couple ready to go so i can go yeah, down the line you gotta have the back pocket someone surprises yeah. me and says that they've seen it. i think twice i've picked new movies so i was relatively yeah. uh secure in the fact that that would be okay um i love it all right so we're good tor you good yep that went i think way better than i thought i thought I thought it was going to be the three just of us kicking the shit out of you for 20 minutes. but This movie is way better than Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yes. That's a great... Is that his last movie? Oh, it's man. one of... It, I, it might. If oh, it no, wasn't no, his last he picked, movie... He picked the Gandolfini movie afterwards. The drop. Was it The Drop? That wasn't very good either. It was a snoozer. It was okay. But again, in context, than Dangerous Mind. That's the worst movie that anyone's it's, picked. It's the yeah. worst of the bunch. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the list here. 
But tours are always bad. Well, you know what? One that we've all liked. <laughs> if I can, if I can call back to one of our first picks. I mean, I think like spring twenty twenty one. Right. And I would say a better version of what this movie aspires Birth to be. Birth of a Nation. Always. I'm talking always. about re- picks. It's always F- right there. FFS Lord. picks. It's always uh, sitting there. VFW. Very oh, wow. similar. Wasn't that like, pick? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. But very movie. similar, like like heavy genre and full of. Comic-Con people. Bro, are you fucking comparing VFW I'm to this saying, movie? I'm saying that VFW is a much better version of what this movie wanted you're, to be. You're insulting the shit out of me right no, now. I'm not. VFW is ten times better than this yes, movie. Yes, exactly. That's an example of how you want to do this right. You're making one of these like kind of low-budget uh, ensemble cast movies with your right. favorite genre <laughs> All right. And there's way more action in that one. It goes somewhere. It's showing you shit that you've never seen before. But you can—they're not cor- ripping off a story. You can be corny and still be making a good movie. There are parts yes. of Top Gun Maverick that are—that's corny, and it's still a good fucking movie. Yes. So this is corny and bad and poorly written a, and a continuously of, corny. A lot of times, when and I, a rip. When I'm giving a score, I'm comparing you know other score. I'm comparing the movie to other scores that I've given. Like, okay, I gave this a three. I don't think this is as good as that movie that I gave a three, so I think I'm going to like bump it down or at least see how it compares to like other two fives that I Okay, gave. now let me ask you this. Do you have the ability to read Tor's last five movies? Tor's last five That he's movies? picked for this. Um, I don't know if I can read them in order, but I can pick... I don't think he's done five. I think I this was possibly my fifth. I okay. had the Alcoholics movie. Another round. Okay, that was a good movie, but he thought it was an Owen yeah, Wilson was something else. frat boy like movie. A, like a let me, romp. Let me sort yeah. these. Also, it's, it's sort not a movie that fits this movie club, may, if I may be so bold. That's a terrible movie. All right, so that's zero for one. Uh, he did uh, another round. He did The Drop. Okay, we got that. That's not very good. Uh, let's see. Not offensive, though. Confessions mm-hmm. of a Dangerous Mind. The worst movie really out of bad. anyone that that's really ever bad. picked. Sure. Did you pick The Yards? No, no, that was, was me. Yeah, that was that might have been my so worst. I think, fucking, I think those that was are, a boring ass movie. Those are tours only. Let me let me go down no, the whole list. Get, yeah, that's not. That's I don't not think true. so. I think that's it. I would no. like to point out that tours facial expressions during the post review session right. have been amazing. They've gone from <laughs> bewildered to almost scared to just like a persimmon face at one point. And well, I'm trying to figure out what's going on inside that dome movies. there. I think I've only only selected four. Yeah. The audience won't see them, though, because unless his face is on my face, <laughs> it is not going to be shown by... Unless he's pulling a Hannibal Lecter scenario right here. <laughs> it's Jim Pember, damn it! Now talk to him! I, I really... I think Tor's only done four, maybe more... Um, in line with his attendance than anything else. Right, yeah. yeah. He, he faked for about three or four Fortress films in a yeah. row. Yeah, I do remember that. Like, he was last moment fucking caused a huge problem. All right, good. Um, I hate you and I hate movies. I'm not going to be there tonight. <laughs> that was, I think that was the exact text. I see you're reading from the text chain yeah. right yeah. there. <laughs> Cloud uh, I believe it is the Tubes, Handsome Matty Tube Stakes uh, movie Slick. It is his turn to make the, uh, the pick. That's right. Uh, I'm going to take us back to, uh, I think, what is one of the best decades for Hollywood, the 70s, late 70s. And uh, we're going to watch Sorcerer, directed by William Friedkin. Hmm. I would say maybe a favorite of most of us in the group. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, So 1977 uh, and starring uh, Roy Scheider. From Jaws. Um, Chief Brody. This is an American remake of The Wages of Fear, uh, which is a movie from the 50s. Plot is four men from different parts of the globe, all hiding from their past. In the same remote South American town, agree to risk their lives transporting gallons of unstable nitroglycerin across dangerous jungle. I like that. So this is, it's got the reputation of being a, a taut thriller, if you will. Taut? Yes. Yeah, this looks like it will be uncomfortable to watch in the good way. 
Okay. All right. Um. What does that What does that mean? Like you're on the edge of your seat. Yes. You're not. Like you're going to be kind of okay. anxious. Not. Not unpleasant. Dude, you're really yeah. trying to sandbag my fucking movie. I right really. Now. That was a terrible <laughs> way to describe. It. It's like what I have a butt plug in. Like what does that mean? <laughs> that is this movie. It has a has a pretty great reputation. And uh, 77, I believe, means it was after The Exorcist. I think Exorcist was 76. Trombones in the Dotson Parade. Yeah, uh-huh. let's um, let's go ahead and write this down. Huh? Jesus. All right, so boy, seventy three. Yeah. What does Roy Scheider must look like a baby then in that movie? Because Jaws was seventy four. I think he was Sorcerer. 50, Sorcerer though, is so. seventy seven. Exorcist was seventy three. Jaws so was seventy six or seventy four. I should fucking know that. Seventy five. I should know that. Um. Okay. So he'll be about the same. About about yeah, the same ballpark. Just about. I love Roy Scheider. Um. Did I told you I interviewed him one time. So we'll uh, we'll put that down, and that will be the uh, the movie, the next the Warlock. Is that the name of the movie? We'll watch Sorcerer. that next. Oh, uh, my bad. So uh, looking forward to that, uh, boys. Where do we want to take the next? We have uh, two movies, and then I kind of want to discuss um, briefly the landscape since we haven't done a Fortress film since Top Gun crested one point two billion. So I want to at least touch on that while we're here. Um, but do we want to do Black Phone or do we want to do Big Trouble first? Let's go with the black phone. Cool. Um, it's out in the movie theater. Uh, it is eighty-three percent from critics, eighty-nine percent from the audience, which is a little surprising. Scott Derrickson, who Dotty knows, Love uh, Scott Derrickson, absolutely. It is a Bloomhouse production, um, written by Scott Derrickson as well. By the way, a box gross office this is twenty-three point six here. That's not true. It's already doubled up what it was uh, budgeted, so it's um, a success, even if it's not a raging success. Clocks in an hour and forty-two, and. Rated R, a mm-hmm. original IP that is rated R in the theater. That's why, regardless, of, I think Dodson said this. Uh, well put. It, regardless of how you feel about it, important to see movies like this yes. in the theater. Yeah. Uh, Tom Savini designed Crazy Fucking Mask. I was this thing had my twenty bucks before I watched one trailer. Uh, and Ethan Hawke as a kidnapping crazy serial killer which uh seems to be a bit of a stretch for him he's generally the protagonist in movies like this so um yeah you guys agreed to go see it in the theater generously after i caught it um i know that tor went to see it with matt lawson i think that deserves he's earned the first whack at this thing because of that <laughs> My goodness. um and i'm excited to see because tor is you would say this isn't your wheelhouse like a rated r horror movie in the theater seems about as far outside your comfort zone as you can get it's the first horror movie i've ever seen in a theater I wouldn't have admitted that in the microphone. Wow. Can you put that right next to uh, I don't like betting on sports drop that I have over here? Yeah. <laughs> Tor's really lifting me up the show. Man. Well, you know what? Before Tor... Can I get more bourbon? I think it's a great... Let me yeah. hand you the rye, bottle sorry, right rye. here. Rye whiskey, rye whiskey. Tor, I know I want to put you in a better mood. You ready? Yeah, I love the beer. How about Mr. Corey Reed and reserves <laughs> an entire shotgun beer? Not just a sip, not just a nod, not just an H slash T, but an entire... Shotgun. Many thanks to Corey Rita, who has won the day, as they say. Who's drunk? Did you go all the way out to Centerville with Lawson? We went to the Fairfax Town Center. You're not going to believe this. He could shake a dead cat and have hit my house. You're not going to believe it. That's where Lawson and Tor watched the fucking movie. Don't ask me nice questions now, Dawson. You fucking jerk. You you fucking jerk. I'm not talking any shit. I'm just saying that I wouldn't have admitted that you You sound like Billy Costigan when he said that. You fucking jerk. Come on, man. Flush it down the pipe. See if there's dissemination. I understand we're friends. Don't tell anyone where it came from. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Here we go. Clamp just put his whole thumb in my open beer. He knows you like a nice clamp beer. Come on. He wants to clamp down with that thumb. It's good for you. Yeah, he works with his hands all day. <laughs> wants you to be a part of what he's got to offer. Uh, I'm, I'll be a part of it. There we go. This is for... Uh, Nice guy, Corey Rita. Very, very nice of him. Just a moment here. Tor is uh, <laughs> gently sawing the opening. Is vivisecting? Is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> That's I don't, whatever that motion was, I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> he's uh, he's treating, like the sushi girl guy has treated that snitch sitting in the chair, that fish guy. <laughs> I hope that uh, the hot tuna ends up like that fish guy. Oh, Lord. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jess, are you ready to start him up? Yep. Eat boy. Because that's a nice guy, Corey Rita. Very, very kind. Look at that. Cool. Do you like pounding the uh, the bush lights or the bush light apples better, young Gigantor? Um, sorry. Nervous about the tissue. Don't know what it's for. Oh, yeah. For everyone's protection. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that was what that tissue was for. I mean... It was for everyone's benefit. The monitors have condensation on them when he does that. It's so fucking gross. The humidity rises in the room by about 20%. Oh, I just want to puke. Pardon me. Um, Pardon me. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, the bush light apples go down. They're they're a little less carbonated. Okay. I, I don't know why. The, the, the regular bush lights, they're freezing cold and like they're, that, they're bubbly. Though. I mean, it's, What's it's wrong with that? delicious beer, uh, but for shotgunning, it's going to... You know. It's cold and it's smooth and it's waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Head for the mountains of Bush, young man. I'm old. Thank you very much, Corey. All right, Black Phone. Yep. Uh, so it was... You've uh, seen horror movies in the theater before, correct? No, I have not. Um... <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, no, that's terrible. That's just awful. Oh, boy. That's so much fun. Uh, yeah, it, it was... Um, I had never seen a, a horror movie with strangers, so that was that was new. Okay. Um it was. No, it wasn't a lot of strangers, from what I understand. It was me and Matt Lawson. It was a select group. And two other people. Okay. Two other uh, perverts. Yeah. <laughs> um, two other Jack Nicholson's from The <laughs> Departed. It was a weird scene walking dirty, in. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood. Maybe it's because it's so easy for me to get the sea wood. Now, the, the experience as a whole, it was interesting because. It was scarier because the noises were all around me. It wasn't mm -hmm. just on my TV. Uh, it, it, you know, I wasn't in like a, a comfortable space where I could, you know, I got my swords with me or anything like that. I'm, sure. I'm yeah, they might frown on you bringing your blades yeah. into the Or at least a staircase that you could launch yourself down. <laughs> no, there's nothing I can launch right. myself off of. It sure. was, uh, so you get an aisle seat at least? Uh, right in the middle. Oh, man. That's where you want to be. Well, I was hoping if the grabber came that he could get lost and was sitting closer to the aisle. Also, you were hoping that he would get lost and he would grab Lawson first. Yeah, right. Right. Yep. So I'll say a nice word in his funeral, but it was but not that, but, he, but you're not you're not getting uh -uh, grabbed. Not getting grabbed. No, no. Um, you thought that black phone was going to be hanging on the wall. Now let me ask you something, because before you left to go see the movie, you told me you were going to scan the movie theater to make sure there wasn't a black phone I on the wall. I did a fat scan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I love I, it. I thought a, a fired uh, a detector or smoke a fire detector. The, I, I, a fire alarm. Sure. Um, was, a smoke was, extinguisher. I had, sure. make, I had to make sure that it was just, that's what it was. There was no big black phone. But it angle. wasn't a black phone. No, no, no black phones. Any dirty mattresses on the ground? No, there was none, none of that. Mm. Um, there was no uh, toilet in the background. It, it was... Um, it was it was a pretty impressive experience because the, 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 the way that the sound setup was, it... it it had elements that I haven't had in a scary movie before. The big whooshing noises. Whooshing uh, noises. When mm -hmm. the when the when the toughest kid got uh got 
pulled in and killed. Yeah, the kid with the perm. Yeah, the kid with the perm. Oh, he starts yeah. yelling in the phone, Vance. and it was. Oh, that was horrifying. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, like, yeah. whoa, this is. There were two parts in the movie where I fucking. We did one of those, and that was one of them. That was one for me. Uh, it was the first time a one of the the dead kids was just in the basement. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I that, popped for that. That, that was that yeah. slow pan around yeah. him. Yeah, that was well done. And then we talked about it, I believe on Tuesday, shoot, uh, where they did a, a sound where the the phone came from behind you, so it felt mm-hmm. like you were actually in the room. That was impressive sound design. So I'm like, oh shit, like there we there we go. Like this is a, a real scary movie. I'm in the basement. I'm I'm trying to get away from the grabber, and then I had to. <laughs> Reel myself in. Uh, I, I I think I appreciated the fact that you were using black phone as a verb. Uh, in sure. Your, in your yeah, he so wanted like, to get black phone. Well, who does? I mean, you know, uh, in line. I, I thought the movie was it was scary. It wasn't the I don't think the scariest movie I've ever seen. But the situation wise, I mean, that is, is is about as good as I can ask for when it comes to somewhat realistic, even though it's there's supernatural elements, but. You know, you got to grab her snatching up kids. You're now you're the kid snatched up. There's that, enough of a real world factor that yeah. can really connect with your with right. a piece of your brain. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was pretty interesting. I thought that fucking Ethan Hawke was about as scary as I he was great. to be. I mean, his voice. He's the a great ch- fucking actor. He's really good. Yeah. I mean, because that's not a role that I would say we have to have Ethan Hawke for this role. Yeah, you got to wonder how the audition process went yeah. for that. Well, Take your had, shirt off. This, this was not their first collaboration because they did Sinister together. Oh, but he's the, he's the protagonist in Sinister. He's the sure. Dado, which is a great movie, by the way. Awesome movie. You guys, see, I even think Sinister 2 is pretty good from what I recall. So do I. Yeah. I didn't find uh, the kids very annoying. I found Finney less annoying than uh, the sister, Gwen. She was a little bit... A little bit. A little bit, but the, uh, I mean, that nothing is touching the, the acting from the, uh, the father. I thought that well, he was... The guy from Lost. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Jeremy yeah. Davies. Ferocious. Yeah. If that wasn't a wig and a merkin, then I don't know, like... <laughs> and I felt bad for that dude because I feel like that role was kind of important. And then, like, I also appreciated the fact that he was an abusive father, but it wasn't just he's an abusive father. Like, by the end of it, he, he was still a father. Like, yeah. he was a multi-tiered Clearly character. Like there's, tra- there's a reason yeah. he's like this. Yeah. Really bad performance, though. Like, take you out of the scenes whenever he's in it type yeah. of performance. It was not... Uh, I didn't think he was very good, but other than that, it seemed... A lot of a lot of very strong violence with the kids. Like yeah, the uh, when they're kicking the shit out of each other. Oh like one hitting the kid over the head with a rock, and they're just well, the Mexican kid just beating on that so other bigger dude shit. at the oh, beginning yeah. of the Con- fucking. I see you're like continuously. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then the ref just, would have stepped in by now. He's just cool in the fucking bathroom talking about why he did it for like showmanship. You need to about Texas Chainsaw and, and Enter the Dragon. <laughs> oh, you know, no wonder you probably identified with that kid immediately. <laughs> yeah. I thought the kid actors are all real good. I yeah. thought they, it was well cast for kids. Yeah, that's always a challenge in a movie like oh, this, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think the kids are pretty good in Sinister, too. They, mm-hmm. they seem to have... I, I, I've I've followed... I, I really like watching interviews with those guys, uh, Scott Derrickson and um, his writing partner is uh, C. Robert Cargill. They, they, I think they have a really good knack for, like, what are audiences going to like and what are they going to reel away from? Because they talk a lot about, like, the balance of, like, jump scares, too, where they're like, sometimes it's a cheap cop-out, but sometimes... You know, you don't want people to walk away from your movie and say, like, that wasn't scary mm-hmm. enough for me. And uh, they've, they've said similar things about, like, kid actors. Is like, kid actors can bring a lot of, like, emotion to movies that you wouldn't get otherwise. But they can also be annoying as fuck if you yeah, don't they can take you out of it or direct yeah. them properly. I like the kids kept getting beat up. Yeah. <laughs> I like that part of it. It's a rated R horror movie. If these were adults, they'd be getting yeah, the shit kicked I'm glad out of them. They you don't know? pull any punches, literally. No, li- yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, no, it was cool. And then the, the, um, the aspect of. 
when you're when uh when when Finn was trapped in the basement, all the not clues but assistance w- was fun. The wire, I, I hid the wire down there. Mm-hmm. I wrote the combination mm-hmm. on the wall. Here's the freezer. That's how you get to the freezer. Have you tried the uh, the window? All of it. I thought that was a, a interesting touch. I don't know if I've I probably it's probably been done in movies before. I haven't seen it, so I thought that was at least unique for me. I like my favorite part of the whole movie, other than Ethan Hawke and the different incarnations of the mask, which I kind of knew was going to happen, but not as effectively as it was. I really enjoyed like, almost thinking, oh, what's he going to be wearing and what does that mean about what his mood right. is? Um, I was underwhelmed for about 20 minutes. Where I'm like, this is kind of boring. And they kept giving him bad advice. Where they're like, hey, I tried this and it didn't work. And it's like, oh, well, they just all died. So they were giving him... When I finally realized, oh, it's, you know, they're giving him multiple pieces of the puzzle at one time. I found that to be very rewarding. um, And it made it more credible because as soon as they showed him upstairs with his shirt off and the belt, and I'm like, at the beginning of this movie, the kid's in the bathroom after saving his ass. And he said, you're going to have to stand up and fight. And so I knew it's going to culminate between him and the grabber. I'm like, there's just no no fucking way he's going to beat but this But how is this guy. possibly going to yeah, happen? Yeah, I, that to me I thought was a really satisfying payoff. When I walked out, I wondered if they had maybe, because a lot of movies, like especially with horror movies, they shoot like multiple endings and then they test the audience, right? Mm. I was wondering if there was a different ending they had shot where, because they, they keep saying like, oh, you go upstairs and he's going to beat you with the belt until yeah. you're unconscious. But earlier in the movie we see that like, the kid's dad beats them with a belt constantly and and like they seem to get by eventually or like he gets the shit beat out of him by the bullies but then he he like goes to school anyways and so i was wondering if and actually for most of the movie i was expecting oh he's maybe going to come downstairs beat the shit out of the kid but the kid is going to like just be able to take like, the whatever. beating like he's Mick Foley and then eventually <laughs> like lure him into the traps and so i was wondering if maybe there, there is like an alternate ending that might come in with the Blu-ray or something. Well, I would like not that, want to cause... see that. Is that what you want to <laughs> no, see? No, like, I'm happy they went with that's this where, call. That's where it sounds I like he wanted Naughty Boy time. No, he wanted that's to see. He wanted. Yeah, Dotson <laughs> wanted Naughty Boy naughty time. Boy time. <laughs> oh dear. Treat himself to a little Naughty Boy time when he gets home. <laughs> if you know what I mean? The, the way that all came together, it had it reminded me of a couple of things. One was uh, Edge of Tomorrow, or Live Die Repeat. Okay, if you're a big goober. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the unfortunate Great movie, but, but how you know everything that happened gets him a little bit further to being able to solve the whole thing. It also reminded me of those uh, those old point and click adventure games where you just walked around picking everything up that yeah. you could, and at some point there was a puzzle that was going to require this paper clip and this piece of cord wood that you found somewhere all mixed together. And I kind of uh, there was a satisfying feeling, like you said, it, it was a satisfying ending where it brought all of those seemingly completely disparate pieces together in one nice little yeah little and, conclusion and another part that i dug is that i don't know how many horror movies it's been in a row where they give you the false ending where it's like okay everything's oh, yeah. fine and then all of a sudden whoever it is lurches up out of the ground and kills everybody yeah. um that seems to be a very popular uh, halloween kills just most notably did that yeah. i think um, where you thought everything was going to end fine, and then it's just stupid. And we talked well, about that when it yeah, came out. Yeah, that one had a problem more yeah, than that. Um, so. I kind of like the fact that it, it, it ended okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that the, the kid got out, and he got to go back with his family, and then you don't really know how the dad's, you know, if he's on the level again. Like, I, the ending as a whole, I think, was the strongest part of this movie, if not the mask itself. And the phone mechanism, like the mechanism of the phone, um, while I think it, it went on for a little bit too long, I think they could have trimmed about seven to eight minutes out of this movie, okay. and it still would have been fine. But the build up to well, it's called Black Phone. Like, 
the cords cut. And I remember Eric Davis saying on the show, there's a fantastical part of this that some people are digging and some people aren't. Right. Um, but I like Supernatural. I yep. don't I don't like fucking real life yeah. like, raping, murdering, killing kids. Like I like ghosts and monsters and shit. We, like we that. never got to like we never got to the metaphor. We never got to like a hidden explanation. Thank it's just God. like no, like this he this kid has because we know his sister has some kind of ESP. Their mom did, and now it, uh, it's obvious he does too. And that's how these all of these kids can talk to him. Where that's why no one else from the beyond right. survived. Yeah. And and that's cool. And uh, the best thing about this movie for me, man, is like it, it was just it's like like a great like mid horror thriller that like we just don't get anymore. Like if you go back like into like the two thousands, there were just movies like like you know say what you want about some of the Shyamalan movies, but at least they were just like kind of like mid-level like original movies instead of, you know, everything is IP driven yeah. now. And as much as we praise or at least get excited for until they suck balls like the Halloween movies or, you know, sequels to this, sequels to that, like this was just it it was just a like kind of mid-range it it comes out and it's it's got kind of its audience built in. That's what I want. Right. Yeah. Is that, like like it, it came out in a sea of as much as I love Top Gun, but like came out it's like Top Gun and fucking uh, Toy Story and whatever Marvel movie between Doctor Strange and Thor, it was just something that you could go see and, and was disconnected from it's all off of the charts that. from yeah from and anything it, and else. And it delivered like it doesn't a movie like that does not have to be amazing to me. It doesn't have to blow me away the way like Dune did or or everything everywhere all at once did. It was just something where I could walk away and say, "Hey, I really enjoyed that." That was cool. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was cool. And, and I'm I'm happy that I saw that movie. And I don't need a sequel. And and I hope <laughs> that I get something else like that. And I and I don't need a sequel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there were there were two things about the phone specifically uh, that really stood out to me. One was when they just did the part where it was breathing. Yeah, that yeah. creeped me out a lot. Um, but I appreciated the kids' growing annoyance. When he was picking up the receiver, he was like, "Hello, hey, what yeah. the hello," and he's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, and like what when he want? finally just goes, "What?" In the last time he picks it up, I, was, I felt that was a relatable to the people in the audience because you're going at some point you'd just be, "Could I just hurry up and die?" Like, can, can we stop playing these stupid games? How about like the, when the sister praying and she goes like, "Jesus, what the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, funny. I didn't I was, think so. I was going to say that, that was not a hit at the me. table from what no, I heard earlier no. this week. No, I, all I, of her cursing moments seemed a little bit over the top to me. It was, it was funnier than Fart Knocker. I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> did you guys know that Scott Derrickson produced the Poltergeist remake? So to oh, what you're saying, yeah, it's a bad movie. Um, but what I think this is back in 2014. I think you learned some lessons there, and that's what you're talking about. And I think it's probably why it's important for this guy. I mean, you direct get into the MCU, like they wanted him to direct mouth not mouth of madness, uh, multiverse, multiverse, they, of madness. and they they had started and they bailed out. Sure, um, but what I'm saying is this guy is to quote uh, Taurus Generation, goated. Um, yes. So like when you yes, <laughs> I was wondering when that was going to come around. It took goated a long myself. time. I'm Scott Derrickson, and I DVR Columbo. <laughs> um. No, I think that's on Peacock. I DVR Perry Mason. Uh, please, please. Get, it, get it right. Come um, on. I think it's important to him, and I think that's probably why him being in control of he can get this movie done. Where if you're starting off, you gotta do, you know, the poltergeist remake and, or whatever the fuck it is. And I mean, this was, I feel like, a bit of a victory lap because they walked away from they walked out of, of Multiverse of Madness. And they said, all right, well, on to the next one, and we're going to make this movie. It's totally original. It's us. You know, there were a lot of – there's, like, some of, like, the Super 8 footage, just like there is in Sinister. 
like they they seem to have like found a pocket of like these are the movies that we want to make together, which is pretty cool. He also made The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, it's not bad with Laura Linney. Yeah, I th- I think it's good. Um, he I like it just like Sinister. It kind of toes the line of like mystery crossed with horror there's a it's million not like all the way there if you're looking for that movie be careful because there's a million exorcism of yeah. movies when mm. you pull it up you know what this reminds me of the boys it reminds me of james wan who like came off a of fucking aquaman which is a terrible oh, fucking oh, movie fucking but made a billion dollars and he could have done whatever he wanted what do you do malignant. He, he made malignant yeah. which is yeah, completely original rated r horror crazy two-faced fucking gore movie and it's like, thank God these guys are doing this when they come off the schlock that gives them all this fucking power. They go back to the studio and are like, let's make something that's actually cool for adults to see in the theater. And and I was actually thinking of Malignant in thinking about the black phone as I was walking away from it in that, yes, it's got horror elements and you could classify it as a horror movie. But if you don't like horror movies, you could still watch. I'd say you could still watch Malignant to a degree. It's, uh, Malignant's it's pretty original. original. It's out of control <laughs> and crazy. We're so not, offended by that. I don't know. It, it, but, but also the Black Phone, you could watch this if you were just even if you were on the the fringes of enjoying horror. I'm with you on Black Phone. Malignant, not so much Malignant. is fucking horrifying at times. Now, it's cool. Like John Wick, crazy horrifying, which is yeah, some. I don't I, know how they pull that I off. Know, I think that was the best weird. nights of my life watching that movie. Yeah, I was so happy. Holy fucking shit! I think it was because the action <laughs> got so tonight. over the top, and most of the times in horror movies, the action doesn't reach that level. Oh. It's just scary when she's just so, fucking ripping through that police dude, station. Yeah. Like, starts, what the fuck is she's, going she's on? Starts, she starts pulling the back of her head apart, and I turn to my chick uh, and I was like, like "It's really? fucking you, go time. Here yeah, we go." What do you think this is all about? Oh dear lord. Yeah, you're not gonna watch that tonight, Thor. No, no, no. The black phone was was a lot of suspension anticipation. He's in the basement. Sure, edging. Is the is the door gonna open? You know that yeah. that's why I'm focused so about. You, you like the black phone more than malignant. Yes, yeah, I personally did. Good. Malignant was scarring. That's what malignant was okay. because it was it was very well done for what it was. Uh, it was just scary as shit. Enoch needs a lot of attention tonight. That's all I'm going to say. Every time I look back there, he's he's the chair's squeaking. He's got his leg up in the air. He's got, you know, his arms are waving over his head. He's turning up the ringtones. It's very, very strange. Um, let's go ahead and do this, boys. Let's take a little sip for Enoch. He was nice enough to donate right before I oh, shit all shit. over him. I apologize for that. Probably should have looked down at that screen before I said anything. Enoch, thank you so very, very much. And Wesley the Barber. Good to see him on here. Thank you so much, Wesley. Very, very kind. And Tor, as soon as you are ready, nice lady Danielle. Obviously. Needs a bush light oh, shotgun for her. Thank you so much to all Look at of our that. fine donators. Nice lady. Oh, Jester gave up a, bu- a bush light apple. By the way, Corey Rita said he'd bring you some more oh, bush light. I apple. appreciate that, Corey. Jester, you want another snort? You all right over there? I'm good. All right, cool. I, I do like they're selling the bush apple year round. Are they? Re- well, I thought they said they weren't. Yeah, wait a they second. said they were booting them. Oh, really? Yeah, I think this is the last time. Well, they, they're Fuck. claiming they're never going to make it. Right, it's going back in the Disney vault, which I'm fine with, by the way. But uh, Tor still loves them. Well, you don't want to burn out. I'm on a big them. fan. Well, let's start. It takes him a minute to vivisect his uh, his can of beer. Uh, what, go, what did you give the black phone? I would give it a four. I really, really nice. enjoyed this movie. I didn't walk away with any complaints or nitpicks, yeah. and I was enthralled the entire time. Like even in the slow buildup, right? Because the one kid got, uh, you know, taken, got grabbed. Uh, in, the, the in, the, in the quick cut right at the beginning, you just knew it was looming. So there was that that hanging over the entire thing. Sure. So I, I feel like I walked out of this very pleased that I saw it, especially, again, in the theater. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I would say a four is where I said waiting for one. shit to pop off, as the kids would say the whole time. Uh, hold on, let's Dotson, if you don't mind, let's uh, hater boy this up for Daniel Connor, Please. and then we'll get to your review. Jester, you ready to help our guy out? Cool. Hater boy, go. That goes for nice lady Danielle. I believe that is the third shotgunning tonight. Indeed, it is. Yep. Let's wait for the vomit. There, no, there is going to be some. Yes. <laughs> he tried to turn. For those of you, like every start, season, yeah. I have to start taking my headphones off. Early, not after. <laughs> there is a reason. <laughs> it's they're so guttural, is what I think of it. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're coming from a place deep inside. Oh boy! Um, thank you to Danielle, and thank you to you, Tor, for handling that. Of course, uh, delicious. Tube, what do you think of the grabber? It sits at a very confident three and a half, and I think maybe the reason it's not a four is this trailer was in front of a lot of movies in the spring. Okay, and that trailer showed a lot, and that's at, and so that's not really at the fault of the team that made it, but there weren't a ton of surprises for me because the trailer really spells it out like. Oh, he's going to learn all the different steps from all the different kids that died. And um, I, I don't want to say that I was underwhelmed by it because I really was just, I was very content watching it from start to finish. But I guess there was nothing really that like jumped out at me as like a surprise or like a uh, something unexpected that, that really satisfied me because I, it, I had seen so much of it in the trailer. What about previously. that big scary dog? I like the big scary dog. I guess that big I guess... scary dog was awesome. And I also I was so worried the second I saw him, I was like, I don't want to see mm -hmm. that dog eat that kid. I don't want that kid to kill that dog. Yeah, that's, that's I like tough. that they went with the cartoon trope to get away from the dog. Love yep. it. Well, and, I lo because yeah, when he pull, he, because they made they did a good job of kind of like he pulls out a steak, he throws it on the ground, yeah. and I'm like, I wonder so, if that steak means anything. You know what? <laughs> great, great moment. I guess so that that's that's one one great moment of the movie is is you realize, oh, the kid is not telling him that he's going to be able to escape through the freezer. Right, yeah. The kid is telling him that he's going to be able to take a steak from the freezer and feed it to the dog as, like, the final boss before you get out of the basement, which is cool. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a really good movie, and I, I would recommend it. If it's still in the theater around you, and, well, and, and maybe you skip through this entire discussion, sure. go see it. <laughs> no, I think or, you could, look, yeah. I, I, think I think you could hear everything we're saying and still yeah. enjoy it in the movie theater. It it, it it was a great theater watch. Um, Fucking 30 minutes of trailers, by the way. Yeah, but, it's yeah, out of control these days. But yeah. uh, uh, otherwise, a pretty tight uh, tight what, minute and 40 seconds. I got good or, news. Or, or, you guys ready for some good news? Mm -hmm. As of this week, the Black Phone, 76.8 million at the box office. Hey. What was budget, budget of 16 to 18 million. Nice. That's a huge success. So, Good for them. For, for people that don't know, with advertising it, you have to double what your budget is to even start to make money. I think it's 1.5 is a success. Yeah, right? they have uh, they've done that. It's yeah. great news. Um, it, this is I love. Uh, they did a great job of the the. It was based the year I was born, seventy eight. Okay. Um, so the big cars. I love the era. They did a great yeah. job of making it look right. The, the, when you make kids that aren't annoying um, and still kind of carrying a movie, I really appreciate that. There was a couple of annoying jags for the little girl. With they wrote some stupid lines that Dotson apparently really appreciated. But um, the I thought she was good. The kid was good, and I liked all the other kids that were kind of already. That sounded bad. That the, the children, <laughs> the children that were murdered previously. I liked all of them. Um, and Ethan Hawke is fucking scary. He's great, and he's scary in an unconventional way. Like when he comes down, he, he's just like eat it. Or if you don't, you're yeah. already here. Yep. Like 
he just delivers his lines in a way where he doesn't sound like he's trying to be a fucking madman. So nonchalant. Yeah. You know what else is cool about what? him is that he's Ethan Hawke. He's right. an A-list celebrity. He's been in action movies. He's been in, in fucking uh, yeah, Oscar, you know, Oscar-winning dramas and shit. Big dick. And he wears Uma Thurman for yeah, 25 yeah, years. Yeah yeah, 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 Monster schlong. He wears a mask the whole fucking movie. I love it. He doesn't care. He, and it's not annoying like Tom Hardy who's doing it because he's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> he's never having like an Oscar moment of this is finally my face and I'm sharing my trauma. Nope. He's just a weirdo wearing a mask the yeah. whole movie and that's that's awesome. Him sleeping in that chair was about as, as scary as he The did. frowny face asleep in the chair mm -hmm. with the belt and the shirt off is, to me, the scariest part of the whole fucking and movie. And I'm just sitting here like, okay, well, his frowny face is in a bad mood. He's trying to pick the lock. The uh, second uh, the kid busts out of the fucking house, too, I'm like, well, there's Start no screaming. And I said, there's going to be a movie trope here that isn't going to make sense, and I'm not going to buy it. But him just grabbing him, knife up to the throat. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that actually makes a lot how of did, sense. How did you guys feel about the... I guess maybe it's a twist, maybe not, of, of, of him living with the coked-out brother. I thought the coked-out brother was a figment of his imagination, or he had dual so? personalities yeah. the whole fucking time. It, it wasn't. The guy was real, but it did. It took me as long as I thought that the coked-out brother, he was just, when he turned into whatever black ma black phone mask mm -hmm. guy is, yeah. then he started looking like Ethan Hall. That's what I was afraid of. Is I, I was worried that it was going to be like a split personality it thing, wasn't. and I liked that it was. And also, I like that actor. He's the um, he's deputy so-and-so in the Sinister movies. Okay. Uh, so I, obviously, he's, he collabs with um, with Scott Derrickson, but I like seeing him. I thought he was funny. Like They used him just enough. I was worried that he was going to be like a bigger part of the story trying Man. to solve the mystery. He's only in like two scenes. Well, yeah, and, and the uh, one I thought that was cool. Yeah, the one kid on the phone says, you know, he's worried his brother's gonna find out. We're running out of time. And it's just that's kind of uh it was yeah. just a nice little Man. oh wait a second. I um I as far as a, as a point scorer, I I I when I walked out I said three five because there's enough of a slow build and there's enough of in the middle there was a couple times where I'm like, come on, what the fuck's going on? You know? The ending is incredibly satisfying and I thought about like I think we all have this experience I was walking around like thinking about it for a while afterwards mm -hmm. and I'm like man I like that and I'm like oh I wonder what that and I, and I kind of was like boy I'd like to see if that grabber lives and like if we can figure out a way to and if that happens I always generally bump it up so I'm gonna give it a four just for what I'm also giving it extra credit for what we said at the very beginning boys that is rated R in a movie theater, horror movie and you're beating up kids like that is a tough <laughs> sell that's a tough sell in 2022 um, and I really appreciate it. there was no, I don't, the pedophilia shit, I don't even like it fucking referenced to in these movies. And I never got that sense once, oh my God, he's going to bang this kid. Like, I never got that sense once. So I appreciated that. They didn't beat the dog. They didn't kill the dog. I turned the lobster off when they fucking stomped the dog to death, just like I stopped talking to lobsters if that happened too. Um, so there's a lot of things that I have bugaboos about in movies mm -hmm. that they didn't touch on. So yeah, four. And I, I do hope if people, if you can find a screening of it in the theater, you uh, you check it out. I think it's super accessible. Like so oh yeah, as, as long as you can stomach the violence, it's a super accessible movie. Well, Lawson said too. Didn't he say it felt like to him more than a thriller than He's, it did a horror movie? He, yeah. Lawson said it felt more like a thriller when we were pissing together. Um, I don't know that that's a is that a that's not a bad critique? thing. Yeah, that's not no. a critique. Most of my favorite movies are thrillers. Yeah, I, I found it more of a horror movie. Just and the video to thriller. The um, <laughs> I, I gave it <laughs> a. <Surprise>. a <laughs> I was probably going to give it a 3.5, and then I, I think about the movie experience itself and sitting in the theater with all the sounds and all the, the big screen, and then I, it's just a different environment. Um, so I bumped that up to a 4 uh, because of that, because it was a, a new experience for me. Um, hey, man, you didn't bump it up to a 4 because I did, did you? No, no, I, I did not. Come on. <laughs> just making sure. Yeah, you I, Usually it's the converse. This is a solid 4 for Doke me. Doke says that's a 4, it's a toe. 
I hated this movie. <laughs> I hate you too. A four for a four for tour in the movie theater with crazy black phone grabber is I think like, that's, that's, an a, that's real progress yeah. right yeah. there. If that's also like that's a great example of of how these movies can be successful is if you just take a fucking chance, you see, okay, that movie doesn't have fucking Thor or Star Lord in it. Thank God. But it, it the trailer's interesting. Maybe I'll give this a shot instead of waiting for the next Marvel movie to come out. And then you walk out and you're happy with your experience. Like, yeah. People need to be doing that. I'm and by the way, the in three weeks, the Marvel movie is going to be on Disney+. Plus. Jesus. In three weeks, it's going to be there anyway. So Absolutely. I am looking forward to uh, catching this. I think this is going to be another one that might end up on Peacock since it's a universal picture. Yes. So I'm looking forward to watching it again. Yeah, I would totally for sure. Do you think is that enough for them to, to revisit it? I would, I would think so. I mean, because the Halloween movies, the new ones are making... 100 million plus and i think you know they're forced to then I go mean, back to the well blumhouse's entire they were they were built up as a studio as the the studio that makes cheap ass horror movies that mm. have a big return conjuring is that cheap anymore it was at the time it makes a shitload of money though yeah. i mean I, I i think this thing's probably petering out at the theater i, I think I, I think it's worth it Especially i would, it's got derrickson's willing to take a crack at it I would be intrigued to see how they would end up if if it's a, a direct sequel or if it's another like villain. Right. Sure, I mean, like if it's well, in that same sort of vein, but just a different. Case. I think I need. I would want Ethan Hawke again. And the great part about it is, it was such a. It's a neck cracking. It's not a. I mean, if you, he's not supernatural, right? We don't think that it's, it's any, not no. the Jason Voorhees factor. No, know? but he could have survived that. I mean, it's not that big of a stretch to think that that guy didn't get killed by that eleven. That's that, another. That's another part I don't like. It's like this eleven-year-old kid would not have the ability to snap a fucking neck. That's the only part where his I'm arm like, is kinda, mint, man. I got you. <laughs> oh, boy. He almost had him. Oh, you hated that part. I just I, I hadn't heard a, a quote like that oh, in real life. Oh, so it took, it took it you right back. That doesn't represent real athletes. Is what oh, you took it back down to three five. Wow. Four, four, because I had some human bait with me to throw to the grabber. Cisco <laughs> and Sasquatch over here. Yeah. yeah. So good. let me ask you this, Thank tour. You, yes. Yeah. Do you think after seeing this, you now have achieved a fortitude level where you can watch Star Wars and not be scared of Darth Vader? Oh, this is way scarier than Star Wars. I, I think I'd be able to watch Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but the second he sees Darth Vader in his like pod with his helmet off, I know Tor's going to be scared of that. For a hunt, there's a it's a mortal loss. Well, let's he's, just start with a new hope well, first, and we'll go up, from right? there. No, by this point, he's got a weird kind of like blue, purple, bloated yeah. fucking yeah. It's gross. Um, mm -hmm. But there's nothing. Oh well, <laughs> what about the this guy? <laughs> Blast it, will you? My guns, Jack. That, could, that, could get you. that oh, still scares me. Although he might get excited about is it that. Dinoc? What is that thing? Called? Uh, Dianoga. Dianoga. Is that in the Man. trash pit? Yeah, that's yeah. it. I did not like that scene. Well, like, that's yeah. a scary scene. That scared me as a kid. Ice Wampa, gonna scare him. Yeah. Big fucking space worm doing the fucking repairs. <laughs> the Minox. Oh, my yeah. God, the Minox. He's gonna shit in his pants. <laughs> Chewing on the power cables again. <laughs> but let's start with A New Hope, and we'll go from there. We should do it. We should just act I, out. I, 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 <laughs> hey, I spent some time with the TNT Star Wars weekend yeah? this, this past weekend. The, the, no, the why fourth. not? Yeah. It's, it's always great. Why I love turning on TNT and, and seeing, seeing Jedi. Oh, Sarlacc <laughs> scaring him. Mm. Sarlacc going to oh, scare him. Oh, is it the CGI the, or the, the OG The Rancor going to yeah. scare him. Yeah. But will the Sarlacc be counterbalanced by the tentacle factor? 
Oh, that's a good point. Too. I might beat off to the Sarlacc. There's a lot. Of, um, there's a lot of horny alien cool. shit. Kind oh of like yeah, preluding yeah. the Sarlacc as Twi- well. Twi'leks. Yeah. What are those yeah. called? You're gonna let me tell you something. You're gonna get a little boned up because we all did. Um, Tor's Boba, got Boba Fett's feeling up all those chicks. Well, Tor's got club. the mind of like an eight year old. So everywhere that like when he has never seen Leia in the fucking brass bikini, he's gonna get a massive hard on. So <laughs> hopefully he'll be able to swing from that over the Sarlacc pit <laughs> into the safety of his bedroom when he's watching the uh, sure. When he's watching Return of the Jedi. Then the Ewoks come around, the fun begins. I'm trying to think if there's anything more disturbing that happens in that movie. Um, I think we're cool, right? Nothing else scary that happens in Jedi. Empire. Yeah. You see, you see Wampa. some. Like, you see some skeletons, like some some electrocuted skeletons. Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Yeah, yeah they get it kind of dirty. <laughs> you ready for that? I, I, I'm oh, not sure who last they points. Too accurate for stormtroopers. By the way, that point has been made. It should be made again. Stormtroopers never hit anything. And no. They're not all that accurate. Well, I think it's also been established that Obi-Wan is a chronic fibber. He really in is. In that first movie, especially. He He's kind of like Jim Cornette. Everything is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's selling a pay-per-view, man. He'll say whatever he needs. He's like, look, fucking I, awesome, dude. <laughs> I got to get this kid to leave somehow. Some crazy damn crusade like your father did. It's a bit more than that, fucking Obi-Wan. He didn't have a plan. George Lucas didn't have a fucking no. plan, and oh, they've, been scramb- no. they've been scrambling ever since. I appreciate the retcon dance. George is punched out, so let's get him back in. Let's <laughs> uh, We yeah. all need it. Before we have a piss break, we should all say thank you. We have a couple of nice donations here. Sean Groundwater, we are all cheers to you, my friend, and your generosity. Sean, spelled S-E-A-N, by the way, Tor. I know you're into that. It's a good way. Yo, give Sean Kelly some of that asshole. Uh, thank you to Sean Groundwater. <laughs> and... Uh, it's, orgy dis- bit. it's disgusting when you talk to people that way. You shut him down completely. Like he had to reboot uh, after you said that. I would have treat you with my dinner like they treat that sushi girl in that movie. I just picked Sean Groundwater. Uh, Stephen Ale, thank you so much. That is a very generous donation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're all taking a sip for you. And then, uh, Tor, before the piss break, I'm sorry, but one more if you got it. Oh, dear. John Page, who else? The living legend. By the way, everybody was admiring my Sub-Zero Iron Studio sculpture in here, John Page. So thank you again for doing what Corey Rita could never do. And that's a... Uh, oh, wow. Oh, shoot. Wow. It's only a Wednesday. I'm kidding. I haven't alienated enough people this week. Um, uh, John Page, thank you all. But uh, can we wait for Tor to do the bush light before we get to our favorite part of the week? I think that's totally fair. Let's take a moment. I went back there. Spider Clamp. Take a minute. Spider Clamp's going to put a lot of his hair into that beer. That's unfortunate. The hard part is sealing it back up. I ever told you about why I didn't vote for Michael Dukakis? I got a few things I got to get off my chest. That's a pretty good clamp, qual- I got some quality clamp time in earlier. I love clamp time. Yeah. I got a mini clamping back by the refrigerator. I was like, oh, this is the perfect amount of clamp time back here. Just enough to know it's happened. Yeah, not enough to get weary. Yeah. Tell me about his truck, his job, his hair. I'm like, this is amazing, man. Oh, I, by the way, I watched Top Gun with Clamp uh, this weekend. It was a great time. It was a great time to see him and his lady friend. I'll say this about Clamp. He's been very high maintenance about his secret Santa. Oh, really? Yes. Well, it means he's taking it seriously, though, doesn't it? Very seriously. That's right. Clamp is the uh, listener representative of the secret Santa, correct? That's right. That's, that's promising. That I think that's promising. promising. I think yeah. so, too. Somebody's getting a fucking, um, what is it? Jay Fiedler jersey. <laughs> Someone's getting a signed Damon Heward helmet. 400 egg rolls. Can't wait. Do you like Mercury, Mercury Morris? I hope you, so. You like Jay Pennington? Let me tell you about Jay Pennington. He ran, he ran one time for a third-party candidate down here in Dade County. I voted for him. All right. All right. I'm going to. Jake Long, Please. first number one overall pick. Uh, you ready, big man? Never got his due. Here All we right. go. Yeah, here you go, Jimmy. Eat here, boy. It's going out to John Page. Thank you to John. 
I got a vial of Larry Zonka's piss. You want me to give that mm. to you? I got that for you. Right, Merry Christmas. Hold on. No, that one's real cold. Hold on. <laughs> oh, there it was. Wow. You guys watch those zit popping videos? That's the way they go. <laughs> little tiny bit comes out, and then all of a sudden. Mm. Right to the threshold. Let's hit the piss break. There, might, bit there might be some residuals. Oh. He's shitting his oh. pants. All right. Very good. <laughs> very good. Thank you to John Page. All of our donators today. Stephen L. Shaw, Groundwater, Daniel Cutter, are. Latest, if you'd like to donate, you go to chaddukes.com. Uh, Ch Ch what? Chaddukeshow.com. Click the donate tab if you would like. Where is it, Tor? Something like that. It should be right next to the FFS on board one. Is it really? Board one? Right to the left of it. Let me see if I can find it. I don't think I... I, I think it's out. I think it's gone. <gasps> yeah, I think it's not, it's not here anymore. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bathroom breaks kick ass. All right. Don't expect anything too entertaining for the first couple of minutes. <laughs> we actually, the, um, the conversation devolves. Take your time, buddy. Chew your food. Eat uh -huh. slowly. Chew your food. Okay. This magnificent feast you see represents the last of the petty cash. Um, <laughs> by the way, speaking of petty cash, thank you to Enoch for the donation. I almost want to send it back to him. Oh, um, and a Chick fil A. Huh? Oh, man, I take it all back. God damn it. Enoch's such a nice guy. Thank you to Enoch for the beautiful donation. Very, very kind. Everybody's been so generous tonight. Um, Orgy Beard brought a big bag of McDoubles. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a time, I think it was more during Big O and Dukes, where someone would always bring a big bag of McDoubles. Yeah. You, was that, uh, you remember that I, time? I had some, some, some nights with that bag. <laughs> That was the beginning of the end for me. Some nice passion that Tord spent with that bag. When I was interning, I'd take him home in my... No, I'd do the pocket bit. Of course, you fill you, up your pockets. You, yeah. yeah, that was the first time I ever did that. As you do. Um, chew your food, Dawson. Sorry. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like you. I don't like you either. <laughs> we'll be careful. I'm going to start a movie in 25 years. It's really bad. I'm wearing a blonde wig and I'm a dentist. Um, He's yeah. dead, you idiot. <laughs> God. No more information. You know what? Mark Hamill probably went into that thing and I'm going to be John Travolta from Pulp Fiction because of this fucking movie. Um, there's a bag of McDoubles back there and I, um, I'm sad to say I helped myself to one. And... Uh, Nothing I, to be sad about. I just don't know. I mean, I know like the Whopper and the Big Mac, and we spent a lot of time talking about the tent pole sandwiches. Is there a more perfect fast food offering than like the dollar twenty nine 
McDouble. No. It's no. the it's the the little cube the, the diced onions. That works. They're perfect. They're better than the than the quarter pounder onions, which is just the slices. Yep. I don't know how that's an improvement over the diced, by the way. It is weird. Oh. <laughs> hey. Over here now. <laughs> I'm on the quarter pounder. Oh. <laughs> um you're paying a premium. Course I fucked. Her. Um, that's true. I don't know why that makes a big difference because it's still onions, mm-hmm. but the the ketchup and mustard, everything's perfect. It's the, the, the ratios. Pic- the pickles shine through quite they quite do. a bit more than they do on the quarter pounder. God damn, I love it's, 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 it's less of a yeah, exactly. It's ratio. There's there's less ground to cover, so the pickles come through more, and that's always the most important part for me. Go down many, Kajeep. Ooh. Former fat guy, you. I were. was gonna say in in my heyday. Now the thing is, I I am a more of a marathon eater than me too. A speed eater, but, but you could answer the I, question honestly. Uh, I would say I could probably get into the eight range easily. I could push myself. I could get to double digits. You think you could get to ten McDoubles? I think so. Because four to me is the perfect amount. Four is like I I can finish them before I get home. My wife won't know until I go to the doctor and get the blood pressure. Um, yeah, you the 10 to 12 minute range yeah. there. Yeah. Ask Jimmy how many he could eat. Jimmy. I'm with you on 12. <laughs> 12. Jimmy's climbing 12. I think I could eat 12. Uh, I'm I'm with you, Goat. I could eat. If you wanted to time me from for a 12-hour period, I can do some fucking work next to anybody. Yeah. But those th- short sprints, I'm not very good at it. But McDoubles, man, I just – I've never – I've never been full eating them. I've always been like, I could have another one. I'm just not going to. Uh, which... Yeah, it's always an exercise in willpower. <sighs> How many, Daddy? I think I could get to ten. You I, think I think so? I, I've definitely done at least five in in a quick, like a quick sitting. Definitely done five, like around a fire. Oh, five like is. Yeah. I don't even think like, much of a fucking exa- effort. Exactly. Like I know that's like you know that's just like doing reps. You yeah. Know? So I I think ten ten is definitely doable. I think I've grazed on a cold bag of for five. Oh, you know, yeah. just if there's a bag of them back there. Hey, are there any more left? Yeah. All right. And it's also it, it's one of the few times where if if I order McDoubles and then I'm sitting for a second in the drive-through, right. I'm I'm. I'm okay with it because I know what's coming. Yeah, because I know if they come out piping hot, it's it's gonna be better than anything I've ever fucking eaten in my That's life. That's as close as I've ever been to Ant Man. It's when I'm just sitting there <laughs> and I'm, I'm knowing it's coming. And I start fiending like I fucking start my my body starts expecting it. You know, my dick goes limp, my ass gets fucking spread out, and I'm just like, let's fucking let's get Is going. That how it works? I, do you guys order? I, I've done this before. I've ordered two McDoubles. Because I'm bringing McDonald's home, and I just want the two McDoubles to eat on the way home without getting... Oh, yeah. Jesser just gave the big thumbs oh, up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's usually my move uh, when I go to Roy's. I, I started... Oh, yes. Yeah. I always get either a double R bar or a gold rush. Usually not a gold rush, because eating that on the way home can get messy. I get yeah, the two yeah, roasts, yeah, but yeah. a double R bar is always like an extra yeah, my, for the road. My wife sent me to Arby's once, and she ordered on the once. app, because she's smart. <laughs> no, just this is the only time she sent me out, and she ordered our order, and I got there, and I said, I need two beef and cheddars as fast as you can make them. Because <laughs> if she, she'll fucking get, she'll be on to me. And uh, I just smashed them both on the way home. Like, oh, I'm so starving, honey. Let's go. Oh, I can't finish my curly fries. I'd wager you weren't the first person to do that that day. No. Arby's wrappers on Main Street. Yeah. <laughs> Tippies is the worst. Tippies is the one where I'll order $37 in Tippies and still order three soft tacos to go and just yeah. one after another in the car. It's like yeah. breathing. <sighs> Extra tacos just go away. Like, I don't, I, yeah. it's, it's effortless. All right. 
It's a sad thing. I know. I think I could muscle out. I, I, I said eight because I, th- I know I could do eight. Sure. I think I could muscle out. 12. You think Jester would smash you though? If Jester uh, confidently. It's because Tor said eight and I said ten. Is that what it is? It's is part of that also. Yeah. If Dawson ever out eats me, then I, that would be a shame. Okay. Um, because he's a petite woman. Uh, and then uh, is, is he not farting woman. or what is he doing? It's got to be that chair. I think is that the chair that has the arm that's not quite. No, it's, it's the chair that it? has the gassy man in it. <laughs> Can we get it together? I mean, Jesus Christ, hang your ass out the window if you got to do it. <laughs> We've all been there. Take your ass into the other room. Or go to the Harris Teeter, for God's sake. You got to pick up your ass and take it into the other room. <laughs> How is sunburned orgy beard like MVP right now? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. By can the way, we, he's, can you tell that he's sunburned? He told me you went on a big vacation and got a little pink. Oh, it's such yeah. bullshit. He's just excited. If he gets within five feet of a microphone, he turns the color of the goddamn Mars. Now, he's got some like Ultimate Warrior things going on because it's like more like red <laughs> in the center okay, and then right, he's like, yeah. lighter on the outside. I see it. Yeah. I thought more like 80s Sting is what I was looking at. No, from, no, from no, the, also, uh, I, I take that as well. Yeah. Um, Tori, you ready, big man? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, she came swooping back in. Nice lady, Danielle. I don't know how she's doing it. We don't ask how she's doing it. I don't judge her. I don't pocket watch. She's single-handedly putting the show on her back like she always does. So if we don't mind, if you could take a uh, a moment for a bush light before we get to uh, what has turned out to be one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, that would be tremendous. By the way, big John Carpenter month at the Alamo. They're yes. doing... All of his movies and all the good ones and none of the eh, there's only a couple of bad ones, but uh, no ghosts for Mars, I guess. But uh, man, he's got a I mean, just the list of hits. He's, what a he's got. He's got one of the best consecutive runs of any yep. director in history. And they're not all the same. Like they're no. all the fo- if you watch the fog and they live and try to explain to somebody that's the same dude making those movies. Yeah. From, from 70. I think uh, Assault on Precinct 13 was right. 76. From 76 to They Live was 88. Fucking incredible fucking run. Like, like Spielberg in the 90s. Run. Comedies, horror, fucking just all types Straight of great up action. action. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And um, also, like, he didn't give a fuck about what the box office was. He just wanted to make the movies that he wanted to make. That, that brain creature that David Lopan is using <laughs> to look through. Like, can you this imagine? Beyonder. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine going to, like, a Hollywood studio and being like, all right, I need fucking, you know, $100,000. We're going to make this thing. It's going to fly around the set. Like, no, we're not doing that. He's John Carpenter. So let me tell you, did you ever play? Dungeons and Dragons. Because <laughs> if you didn't, you know the floating eyeball thing. Oh, you want to make that, but wacky. We're, we're in Goat's Wheelhouse right now. We <laughs> nerd hole, nerd we hole please. Fucking trip line. Sorry, Sorry, trying we'll to get let, us out here. Let's oh, here we go, please. It's for Danielle Connor. All right, Jimmy. Hey there, boy. Nice lady, Danielle. Nice. Very, very kind. There it is. Towards that number four or five for you tonight. It's five. Five. Ooh. Wow. That's more than uh, McDouble's you could eat. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, uh, yeah. punctuating I with think I, gas. I think I'll, I'll go for number four. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could take Jimmy in the McDoubles match. I would love to see it. Let's get it done. Let's set it up. Have, that sounds like a hoot nanny to me. Have you ever seen John Carpenter talk about retirement? No. So he, he's like, nowadays, he, he said he's done making movies. He said, I just want to smoke cigarettes and play video games. It sounds pretty and good. Well, and play, and play a synthesizer. Yeah. He likes doing that yeah. still, too. So right? that, that is like, that's on the bucket list for sure, is that he will tour around. I think he played the Lincoln Theater, local DC. Mm-hmm. And he'll tour around and What's just play one? his 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 like scores on the synthesizer, his, his movie scores. I'm looking forward to seeing that one day, uh, if God willing. So um, the next movie we're discussing is... Uh, Big Trouble in Little China, which uh, was a blind spot for me until I think 
five years ago. Okay. Um, I had a, a time hop came up recently for it. Um, I don't know why I never watched it. I used to know why I never watched it. I think maybe it was so many. It might have been a Lebowski effect. Is it too much? Too many quotes. Too many yeah. people telling you you had to see it. When it. It kind of coincided with the short-lived weird and pissed off podcast okay i think you had like first watched it maybe a month or two before we started doing that and that was kind of the kickoff of what we envisioned for the blind spot movie club could be um it's also 1986 is right when i'm like kind of growing up and watching movies and stuff and I, I i don't i don't know maybe i wasn't allowed to watch it i don't know but um it's it's so fucking good like i love it so much and I, there's so much warmth in it when i'm watching it like not just Kurt Russell's performance. He's such just a hamming it up fucking oh, yeah. oblivious cornball. Like, I love him. But he's also not, he's not fucking, uh, you know, Don Quixote. Like he, he eventually he kills David Lopin. You know right. what I mean? Like he's, right. he has the ability to drive the semi in the tiny alleys. He's but not just there for comic relief. Everybody relax. I'm here. Like to say that, like <laughs> imagine writing that line and being like, okay, put this in. And he's, he's going to 100% believe it when he says it. And he's, oh. he's got like the John Wayne cadence throughout the yeah, whole movie. Yeah. When, he, when he's doing the third person fucking narrating into the CV. The three storms are so. My my biggest criticism is they take the other two storms out of the costumes too soon, and they just are kind of running around inside the fucking palace uh, as dudes, whereas they're wearing suits and shit. Where the lightning guy is fucking just constantly. I'm raiding. You know, that's yeah. yeah. But Thunder was that dude though. He's yeah. the fucking shit. That fucking guy. It's one of those movies where I, I think part of the reason it's so great is it's you know like an hour and thirty nine minutes. But also, I would have taken. I I, I would have took another half hour. Just like like keep showing me more of that shit. You know I, I, mean? I would have taken a TV series, yeah. you know, it's anything. Video, video game. Isn't yeah. there is there a comic series that we talked about at one Maybe. Point? Maybe I, like I've a gone one, down, a one off or something yeah, like that. I've gone down the wormhole with it and almost bought all the stuff and all <laughs> I have to stop <laughs> myself all the time. Um this was right around the same time as you you guys remember the Golden Child. Tor, Tor hasn't seen that. Yeah. But I don't know what that little patch of humanity was where it's like Crazy God, demon, golden child. So it's much. a great fucking movie. I love the golden that's a, that's child. That's actually so that's much. a blind spot for me. You haven't seen it? No, have not. Dude, I, know, I, I know that they're like they're hack. kind of like in a lot of ways neck <laughs> and neck. That's right. Tori says you're a hack. Um, it's a, I, I would say the golden child. If it's not as good as this, is a, a nun's cunny hair. It's right there. It. Yeah, yeah, that's I, it. I, I think it depends on what you're looking for. If, if you're looking for more laughs. I think The Golden Child delivers just because of Eddie Murphy, mm -hmm. but this one is a more solid from top to bottom movie, especially from an action standpoint. Listen to this. This is off the Wikipedia. This is sad. Big Trouble in Little China was a commercial failure grossing $11.1 million in North America, estimated budget of 19 to $25 million. It received mixed reviews and left Carpenter disillusioned with Hollywood and influenced his decision to return to That's independent right. filmmaking. He, he released They Live and, and Prince of Darkness as indie movies. Uh, they were eventually distributed by Universal, but he said, fuck this, I'm going to do this myself. It's pretty crazy when this happens. Like, Chandler Sekar talks about that with Super Troopers all the time. It's like watching that thing kind of take life. Mm -hmm. And it's easier now. Like, I feel like going viral now is something we just throw out there. And, yeah, if you like know. GoFundMes and shit like that. But yeah. Like, Eminem and, and uh, Snoop Dogg released a music video that I don't think they ever intended to be on TV. They're just like, fuck it. It'll do 7 million hits in the first two hours on YouTube. You know, it's a brave new world. But, man, god damn this. I mean, it, this is a difficult movie to explain to somebody. Right. What it is, so that probably had something to do. Absolutely, with it. and I mean, it was 
in the heyday, I think the people that would have seen this movie were distracted by the other 80s movies, like right. the, the, the teen romps and the John Hughes comedies and things like that. I think there's maybe this was just kind of a forgotten gem because you're looking at it and you go like, what the hell is that? What type of movie is it? Exactly. I would call it, what do you think? Dora? I'd say adventure. Okay. I'd call it a Western. Okay. For anything but the setting. Like if the, if Chinatown was the old West, I think if this was somebody rode into town and all this crazy shit started happening on a fucking horse instead of a semi, I think it'd be very easy to explain. I think he originally wrote it as a West. Did he really? Yeah, and then and then just kind of as it as it snowballed, it turned right. into what it what it became. But he like the 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 core of it was a Western story. It's, it's so sci- you're spot on, right? Yeah. Sci-fi. I mean, there's comedy there's for mi- days, mysticism, yeah. And, yeah. Ro- and romance, and and all that shit. There's some dark comedy in it too. Um, and then every time I. I think okay it's a rescue the big wolf thing shows up and i'm like what where the fuck did this thing come <laughs> exactly. from like where have they been hiding this fucking thing i love david lopan I, I like david lopan as the old man in the wheelchair more than i like anyone else on the fucking planet <laughs> legendary <laughs> legendary james hong mr Connor. but he's just fucking just driving around just shitting all over everybody basket, <laughs> basket case on wheels david lopan he's such a pain <laughs> in the fucking ass when he's in that wheelchair he's the fucking best and then he's a 10 foot weirdo afterwards floating around um god damn that's a good fucking movie and there's the original part where they're just because at first remember they're doing the part where he's gambling with his buddy and then they get into the alley and then there's this monster kung fu fight that yeah. starts as a tommy gun fight and then the three storms show up and you're like what fucking type of mo-? i remember watching it for the first time thinking what, what happened like who was on drugs when they said this was okay to make <laughs> it's just it gives something for everybody i think it's so much fun to watch like, where does this even come from? Yeah. Like, what corner of whose brain creates a movie like this that just combines so many different weird things? And think about the fact that this is the third collab between Carpenter and Russell after Escape from New York yeah. and The Thing, and then they make this together. Those guys should move into a studio dream, apartment I mean, dream together. Dream Team. Dream I love Egg Shen. Honestly. I think Egg Shen's fucking great. He rules. That guy, but he's in a, lot, a bunch of shit in the well, 80s, too. And, and he's a... He's in the Golden Child. Yeah, he's the uh, the, the oh, head really? in the monastery. Yeah, he's he's very yeah. difficult. That eyeball is the most recognizable eyeball <laughs> yeah. in the history of mankind. I mean, you haven't seen Golden Child, right? Tom? I have not. No. Okay. Uh, what did you think of this movie? Because this was this was, by the way, a penance. Because when Tor picked Sushi Girl, I said, "There's no fucking way I'm sitting down to review Sushi Girl without something that we'll all love." <laughs> so as a make good, yeah, yeah, make trouble. Um. So there was nothing in this movie. I knew there was going to be a. Um, I knew there, there was, was going to be a final. In this movie. Well, uh, so I, I shouldn't have fra- uh, phrased it that way. What a uh, phrase! I um, I knew there was going to be a big final duel. Uh, but there was nothing in this movie that could have prepared me for that last thirty minutes That's of a the nice movie. Knife. Where <laughs> it's they, a good knife. they they slide down the pole into the netherworld, which was beautifully designed with the. With the blood of the ancients after the after the earthquake, and then the, the big spider comes out, and Egg Chen throws a, a, sure. a sparkler at it. It's okay. Well, not before it gets one of those poor bastards. You, fucking, yeah. you, you don't come back again. I'm like, you control it? It will come out no more. What? What will come out no more? <laughs> and then the fireworks display. In the in the main hall, where it, the fact that they have that uh, giant hall, like, just hanging the, out. Why is the big head made out of neon? Exactly. Why is it, why yeah, is yeah. the big head? All Who designed that room? Like, like, what is its function? How were all the, what the contractors guards, came down yeah. to build this? Thing? How are all the guards ready for the funeral? Everyone was just there, ready to go, or, or the the wedding. Pardon me, not the funeral. Um, I was severely 
underprepared for what I was going to experience in the last 30 minutes. That madness. And then yeah. I got I got Kurt Russell running around with lipstick on his face, and right. I'm just like, what? Sure. What is going on? It was it was it took me out of every part of reality that I was living in for 30 minutes. I said. <laughs> Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Just along for the ride. I'm at in that the chocolate point. factory right now. <laughs> let, 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 let's just. All right, there goes Augustus Gloop up the tube. Let, let's see what sure. else happens here. Uh, it was very, very entertaining. Oh man, the part where they are all fighting and the flips are happening in between. Yes, and, and it's just there's so much amazing state. And when Jack Burton shoots the fucking <laughs> ceiling, you're like, all right, this is where he's gonna kick some ass. And the plaster hits him in the fucking head and knocks him out. Awesome. What was it? Gracie looked at him like, no fucking way. He just did that every single time. I thought that it was all right. Now we're gonna get to something serious. I just I'm fucking laughing with my teeth out. Um, I don't know. It's just there's there's not a, if someone hasn't seen this movie, it would be very difficult for me. Um, to not be angry about it, you know, if someone had a blind spot the way that I did, just to just to base, I mean, it's a movie that if you grew up in a certain time, I feel like you have to have crossed paths with yeah. it at some point. I remember, I obviously didn't see it in the theater, like the vast majority of humanity didn't see it in the theater. But as soon as it came out on on home video, that was a, a big rental. The week it was at Errol's, you know, we walked in, they had the big stand up for it, and it was like, okay. This looks amazing. We're definitely checking out. Why did they make out. a sequel to it? I mean, That's at some point, question. you know, even like a direct... Remember the phrase? that They were going through a phase where they were making like direct-to-home video sequels to shit, like left and right. I mean, maybe it's because a lot of people hated Escape from L.A., so they decided to never come Escape back Escape from to L.A., have you, did you like that? That's one that I still haven't braved. I, it's I'm, not, I'm, it's I'm not kind good. of afraid to watch it. I saw it in the theater. It's it's bad. It's very, it's very... hokey. Yeah, it's very campy in yeah. a way that I don't think Escape from New York really we was. All, well, we all actually... We watched Escape from New York, right? Up, uh, up here? Yep, yeah, we did. Up here. Yeah. It was we, great. All, we all love that movie, right? Well, yeah, yeah it's a great movie. Fucking incredible. Tor, Esca- have you seen that one? I have not seen that there's one. There's a hang gliding it's- scene in Escape from L.A., and there's a surfing scene where... The surfing scene is yeah. the one that's that <laughs> famously like, sort of... You you're went, saying oh. there, there are no limousines with chandeliers bolted to the hood? No, okay. but you might like it now. Like I saw it in the theater, and then I watched it again on cable, but as a much younger man, I think it's possible to go okay. back and kind of... And also see Kurt Russell playing Snake Plissken again, no matter what the form is is probably worth it i've um, heard more and more forgiveness about that one but i've just never like it, maybe mm. it's, it's like never been like super accessible like it never right. like pops up right in front of me on 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 streaming or whatever it's one that I, but it is john carpenter right yeah, so it's, it's it's like and i've seen almost all of his movies i mean we both like his uh vampires, his vampires yeah. movie yeah that's that, not very good it's, it's not very but good it's but great. Like, i like it a lot <laughs> it's awesome. fucking fantastic great scene where uh the chick bites daniel baldwin and he's just smashing up the room and I, <laughs> oh yeah it's a uh, cheryl lee <laughs> and i always wonder what the neighbors in the room next to him think while well, this is all going on uh also a very unique way to kill vampires and crossbowing them and dragging them out with a jeep into the sunlight i enjoyed that but i digress uh tor what do you give um big trouble in little china shit it's a four uh, I, I every bit of a four and i think i enjoy it even more next time right. watching it. Uh, it was just, it was its own thing. It, it, it knew what it was. That's what that's what I felt about the movie. It knew that it was going to be a little bit over the top at times. It knew that we, it knew what the 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 animation was with the lightning, and it, it didn't seem like it was trying to be anything more than that. It didn't take itself seriously, whereas a lot of movies I think really do. And it was it was pretty refreshing just to see, you know, Kurt Russell kind of dawdling about, but also strangely confident. Yeah. And then when after they drank the drink, and he's he's like, "It's getting hot in this elevator." I'm like, oh, "What does that mean? Is, is it just hot in the elevator, <laughs> right. or, or something something good to kick in?" And then okay, 
it, it just took me for a ride. It, it, every bit of a four for I, me. This one's tough for me because I think that it's like Top Gun Maverick where I, I gave it a five, but I can't like it's not a five compared to what No Country for Old Men is or The Godfather where those From are like just a pure cinematic quality standpoint. It's just fun. But I, yeah, I always ask myself, like, well, what could they have done better in that movie? And the answer is nothing. So if it's nothing, then it's a five. But I don't know how to compare that to other five. So if I was asked, I would say for me, this movie's a five. But I I don't know how to rationalize that at times. You don't have to rationalize that. But I mean, the, well, the, the way that you just explained it is what I come across with a lot of movies. Right. It's just like, I don't have the words, but I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. Right. So um, it, it sits at, I think, just under a five at like four or five for me um and maybe because i've only seen it this is my third time around with it i think i watched it for the first time back in like like 2016 that's surprising and, i think uh, i watched it three times the first week i saw it yeah <laughs> trying to figure out everything that was going it, on it's not as high on my rotation of carpenter movies as like they live is obviously a thing and halloween are the the the, the i guess tied for the one seeds right but i watched they live a lot more um I, i've seen christine more even which uh, un- fucking underrated sure. in the 80s run that he has. Uh, I-, I think it's a 4 or 5 just because if I were to line it up with other... Like, I'm constantly doing, like, comparisons. So if I was to line it up with The Thing or, or other Carpenter well, movies... Well, it's that, tough to compare it to The know, Thing. It, it is tough. It is tough. Um, I-, I think it's just if, if I'm breaking down, like, my favorites of his and the ones that mean the most to me, there are certain ones that I give fives just over this one. But, like, 4 or 5 is certainly no, like, like demerit towards like it, its reputation as right movie. i think it's it's fucking awesome and and you're right everyone should watch it the problem for me is like if bruce willis as john mcclane in die hard is a five he's a five he's perfect in that role i've watched him a million times i, I couldn't love him anymore but how can he be a five if daniel plainview it's daniel day lewis is a five right like i just I, yeah i don't know how to do that as a movie I, viewer I, I think there are it's basically one of those, is it better or is it worse or is it just different? Okay. Sure. Because things can be equally good while being different. But this movie could never... And look, the Academy is something completely different sure, now sure. than it was. But, you know, they, Gladiator got nominated for Best Picture. Like, you know, Lord of the Rings got nominated for Best yeah. Picture. The Fugitive got nominated for Best Picture. You're never going to nominate no Big Trouble of yeah. Little China for Best Picture, but it's a five. Yeah. Right. It's the context of it, I think. I yeah. I think it's the context of this is... Its own little species, and we're going to acknowledge that this is what it is, sure. and we can I, enjoy it to its fullest extent. Honestly, I would compare this movie a lot to if we're just trying to like treat it in that same way. Everything, everywhere, all at once, which I know you and I talked about together mm, on the show. You talked that's about that's ballsy, like, but like it's just like super kind of unique in its own ballpark, and it's like how do you compare it to other other movies? This movie is way out? better than that movie. I think. I, I, th- like, I think everything. There's parts where I'm watching everything everywhere all together, all all the face, and I'm like, they're trying to now be weird. Like the the scenes with the rocks moving around. I'm just like, this is just a really really hard try to be strange. Well, it's like it's like thirty, you know, thirty forty years after this particular movie right. has been made. But I'm saying like you can't really loop it into a category. You can't compare it to something else. It just kind of stands alone, and that's what makes it so special. And when something is that unique and special and has your attention and has your affection. How many movies can do that? Like you can watch The Godfather and read all the essays and listen to all of the, the, the you know the, the 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 great critics say what's great about it. But it, it may not pull you in the same way that something like Big Trouble does, where like it's just tapping into a part of your brain that like the grand epics don't. Yeah, and that's I think what works about it okay. the best. I can see that. You've seen the Phantom Thread. 
Yeah. So the, Daniel, the, the PTA movie, yeah. Huh? The, it, that's Paul Thomas Anderson and Daniel. Day yes, yeah. but yes, I wouldn't call it PTA. I, that's parent teacher association. <laughs> um, it's about a rogue school board member. But, but Daniel Day Lewis and the Phantom Thread, like maybe ten people saw that movie. But he's it's, it's a, a it's a, a, it's, a, a good, it's a good movie. It's a. What is Dude, Enoch? What is going on? Enoch, there's other chairs, dude. You know, maybe he's just enjoying himself, and I, which, I, by the way, I'm fine with. Can I formally request you change chairs, Enoch? <laughs> maybe you should have done that an hour and a half ago. I, is I, that coming up on? Is that on the mic? I heard it. It doesn't matter. We were all hearing it. It's a nightmare. You're either going to need to stay in your present constitution, lean forward. <laughs> the chair is squeaky, <laughs> or the, the leather is squeaking, and then he's kicking over chair. beer cans left and right. I think he's killed a case of beer back right. there by himself. Clamp, was it you? I want Enoch to enjoy himself, but a little quieter if possible. Can we get in the uncomfortable chairs, please? <laughs> I know it might be they a They are hassle, silent. But they're quiet. By the way, if while you're yelling at Clamp, let's thank Clamp for the donation. Thank you so much to Spider Clamp. <laughs> Cheers to Clam. Thank you so much for Phantom, donating all your Phantom ability. Thread. Phantom Thread is, it's a, it's, okay. I don't know that I ever want to watch it again, but it's a great movie. It's great. Great movie. And Daniel Day-Lewis is a 10, and he's, did he win Best Actor for that movie? He, he must have. He should have if he didn't. Look that up, Tor. We'll wait yeah. for an hour. It was um, uh, the uh, 20, 2018 Oscars tour. He's fabulous in it. You're like, God, I can't believe this guy is another person. But Jack Burton is a five. Yes. So what do you do? What do you do? I mean, I don't know what to do. I, I know what I do. I give Big Trouble in Little China a five. It's a five. It's a five. And and, and, and right, I admit dude. that there is a, maybe there's a warm, sentimental, nostalgic filter that I'm putting it through, but it's nope. also just- You're a, right. It's, it's a movie, and I think this is a movie that you either really, really love or you just don't get it all. I think if you don't get it at all, if you go into this movie and it doesn't click with you- then you're just not going to enjoy it See, at all. I'm glad you said that because I disagreed with your take. I, I feel like if I if I talked to someone and they told me go like if you and I spoke mm -hmm. and you said I hate Big Trouble in Little China, I would think differently about yeah. you. Like I'm so happy Tor liked it because I wrung my hands a little bit thinking, what if the young guy comes in here and he tells me you're a crazy old man? That's the fucking stupidest this, movie this I've ever seen. This will be a rift for for ages. To I can't come. get over that. Yeah. Like I mean, I, we'll, we can still work together, but I'm not going to think of him the same way, and I'm probably going to call the cops. <laughs> Um, the Phantom Thread uh, won at the Academy Awards for costume design, and then Daniel Day Lewis was nominated for actor in a leading role. He didn't win. Oh did no, that win. was I think Gary Oldman won for Churchill that year. Get the fuck out of here! That fucking sucks. It was nominated for Best Picture, Original Score, Actor, yeah. Supporting Role. I mean, it's who, who won? Who won Best Actor? Tour. I, I'll look that up. Look, I'm not telling anybody in the audience to watch that movie. It's about a dressmaker, and it's slow as molasses. It's a fucking fabulous it's movie. It's awesome. It's a fabulous movie. <laughs> it's really good. And the ending is bizarre, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, I, you walk out, and you're like, fuck, I like that movie. I did. I walked out, and I was like, what happened? Where, where have I been the past two hours? Yeah, yeah. that was uh, Gary Oldman for The Darkest Hour. Good Donnie calling it? Oh, Darkest Hour, The Churchill movie. Uh, the Churchill yes. movie. Yes, Churchill movie. That movie, by the way. Absolutely no reason to watch that movie. Fucking stinks on well, ice. Well, it's because it's a fucking biopic, man. Yeah, I, I mean, get it. how many times do we have to do this? Are you gonna admit that Elvis is uh, people like that? Are you gonna admit Elvis is good? People are liking it. Have you seen it yet? No, you, you have not gone, no. right? I haven't. I haven't felt the need to see it in the theater. It's like, it's, like, it's two forty. I think. Yeah, it's real long. Um, Tom Hanks is doing the fucking Werner Herzog I, voice. I know, but there's at that. I've goat is correct. I read the same thing he did. That is what people are saying that he studied Colonel Tom Parker, and that is what he sounds like. And if Tom Hanks is going to tell me that, then then I believe that. 
No, I'd like to see Elvis. I would go see Elvis. Um, absolutely would. <coughs> oh God! He's oh well. Ah! So. Uh... As the remaining three surviving members of the Fortress Film Society, so bring uh, well, this plane in for a landing. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I'm Matt Dotson. This is allowed. Go welcome to the Christ. David Lynch Hour. I just want to go up to my, my. I just want to go up to my shack and choke to death. <laughs> Enoch's chair sounds like. Real quick, uh, five hundred and seventy-five million dollars for Top Gun Maverick. Just for some perspective, that is a hundred and sixty-five million dollars more than Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It has now crossed $1.1 billion um, internationally. So I don't know what to say to that other than the fact that it has doubled what Spider-Man No Way Home did domestically. So take that for what it's worth. Um, boys, there's some terrible movies on the worldwide. Uh, it, it's all it's fucking Batman. It's Jurassic World Dominion. I understand box offices don't mean quality. I, no. I get mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um. I think this is it's it's an increasingly big deal. I went and saw it in the theater this past week, and I think it's its seventh week at the theater, and it was full. It was. Did you see it at Alamo again? Yeah. Um, well, I, everybody, I, there was people at, at Flying Ace that had not seen it, so I drunkenly got on my phone and ordered ten tickets immediately. And <laughs> As you should. One hundred percent of everyone. As showed our Lord up. and Savior Tom Cruise commands you to. Absolutely. Um, Tom Cruise, they're saying, has made $100 million from this movie by himself. I just, wow. I want to hug him. Well, I think he backs all of his movies. Like, the Mission Impossible movies, he puts his own money into. Okay. He's been producing That's, them, I yeah. think, since Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. By the way, trailer, for, was it Dead Reckoning? <laughs> Fucking looks <laughs> incredible. The trailer for Mission Impossible. By the way, Dead Reckoning Part 1, because they're releasing Part 2 oh, wow. the next year. Seven movie franchise has been going on for at this point close to thirty years. Multiple generations have decided yeah. yes, this is something I want to watch. And there's not a bad one in the fucking. No, they're bunch. all good. There's a scene in the trailer where Tom Cruise rides a motorcycle off the biggest cliff I've ever seen, and then just jumps off the motorcycle and falls forever. I'm like, what are you doing, you sixty year old billionaire? <laughs> Let me take your hog in my mouth. Like that's. <laughs> It's, there's not a better on. Right there's not a better going, ongoing franchise. It's not. There's not. Name it. I can't think of anything. I mean, don't, the, don't say Fast and the Furious. Don't don't say it. You can't. Maybe for some people, but it's not as consistent. I, I would know. watch Ethan Hawke curb stomp Dom Toretto. <gasps> so fucking. Oh. Oh man. They're so good. Uh, They're all good. Tor, have you seen those movies? Blind spot. None oh. of them. None of them. Okay, I think at least the first one, which is still one of my well, one, of, one of my favorite movies ever, Brian De Palma. It's on Netflix, I think, right now. It's great. That should be the two next is John Woo. By the way, think about the directors that have come and gone from that fucking you franchise. You have Abrams, you have De Palma, you have John Woo. By the way, you Mission Impossible Three Bird. is my probably my favorite one, and I, you know, the next six are, are almost as good, if not as you know, just as good. <laughs> I'll Philip Seymour Hoffman, my favorite performance of his entire career is in the Mission Impossible franchise. Can well, you, can you do your impression? <clears throat> Please, if you don't mind, go. Mm-hmm. The rabbit's foot. Where is it? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I worked I, on that for many years. <laughs> I love it every time. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a girlfriend? That's the other part that I've been working I'm gonna, on. That I'm going to hurt her. I'm going to kill her. Oh, fuck. That's <laughs> so good. I like when he's kicking the shit out of him at the end of the movie because he set an explosive off in his brain. I just set a charge off in your brain. Sorry. Well, and I mean, I think it kind of comes full circle with what we were talking about with the Black Phone, how it's a brand new IP that's out of nowhere. But these movies are a pickup, a reboot, if you will, before that term became so ubiquitous of an ancient TV show. Right. 
And the fact that they were able to take that and a very well-known and iconic theme song and that that was kind of all they, you know, they didn't just carry that over. The fact that they turned that into this franchise is remarkable. It does unbelievable. Yeah. How about in that new trailer, bringing back the close-ups of him and Kittredge? Okay. Looking, looking at each other. It was fantastic. And I just start going like, oh, but oh the, yeah. But I start ab- vibrating my Think about chair. how long ago this was. Limp Biscuit did yeah. the original theme song to the original Mission Impossible. So movie. now you're and, gonna hate. And, and it, it wasn't it ironic. Sense. Yes, and it was. They were the purpose. biggest band in the no. world, Goat. And it was a hit. And hey, it's all the one. It's a kind of an embarrassing song. I love it. Uh, that's speak I for fucking love it. Fucking rules. Well, it's, it's it, Fred Durst tries. Metallica did uh, uh, how how I disappear. Also rules. Um, great sound. We got off the track. Mission Impossible Two soundtrack. It's gonna Dang be her. great, but it's not gonna do what Top Gun did. Um, I'm curious to know what. If you guys think it's going to have a ripple effect and what that because I I, what I would hope that what Tom Cruise does now is he's eventually going to have to stop jumping off the skyscrapers. Right. Do we all agree with that? He can't do that forever. Mm -hmm. He's been jumping off the skyscrapers for 40 fucking years. Mm -hmm. He should go to these movie executives and be like, look, this is what you have to do to make these morons like Dukes care about these fucking (laughs) movies. Like you're going about it the wrong way. You're trying to make it for kids. Get these relics into a movie theater, and then the young people will be like, "What the fuck is this all about? I need to go check this out." Like it's a different way to go about it than every other form of media has been doing so far. Or realize that we have all the money, um, and that we're looking for things to spend it on because nothing's being made for us anymore. That is, you know, people in their fucking late thirties to early forties to fifties that are still, you know, moving around and existing in the society, but are being treated like octogenarians. But there's a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of that. I was going to say there's a little bit of that, but there's also just this over reliance on the algorithm and focus groups and testing yep. and the the lack of willingness to take a chance on anything and it sounds weird to say that about a top gun sequel right. being something to take a chance on but it's so drastically different than 90% of what's out there and whether you like 90% of what's out there or not just having something different again to to recap our our one of the things we love so much about the black phone it's different it's not it didn't it doesn't feel like it went through two years of focus group testing before they even wrote the script to make sure that it hit these demographics and that you know a certain group of people would spend this much money on it and this would be its you know second life on the home market they they didn't have that they just said hey let's make this movie it sounds cool and we can do it as lean as possible and let's put it out there and see what happens and this obviously top gun maverick not lean not very at all. big budget the fact that it was it it was able to be convinced to be put on the big screen i appreciate that it's being rewarded Dude. Think about the balls and the risk it took to say, no, we're not going to release this. You didn't know when the pandemic was going to end or if it ever was going to end. I remember saying, Derek Davis, we're never going to like I'll be back in the theater, but there's so many people that won't like it'll never happen. It'll never come back. And Tom Cruise rolled the fucking bones and said, no, we've got to wait. And by the way, didn't put it out when Godzilla vs. Kong came out like this movie was wrapped long before everything that has come out. This movie could have come out. And they waited for the perfect time. They waited for the summer. They waited till we were all fucking tired of goddamn superheroes. <laughs> and they fucking said, "Stick it in the theater." And everyone responded, "It's it's a it's a pop culture phenomenon, probably the likes of which we won't see again." Tom Cruise is one of the best things to ever happen to movies. He's a visionary, I mean, that, and that's I don't think that's an exaggeration. Like, you know, I, I think he should be in in fucking history books. Like, you, well, he you, will like, be. Look at look like like Spielberg. 
and then you see like some of the auteurs of the 2000s, I think Tom Cruise should be in that discussion. Not as like necessarily a movie maker, but just like an influencer. Mm-hmm. In, oh, shitty word. An influential person. No, but you're right. I mean, it's the, in the movie industry. Before that word lost all meaning. Yes, that's what it meant. Yeah, right. he he was a force in the direction of of the way things went, and he was a big part of the group that uh, that made a big deal about watching movies at home the yeah. way they were supposed to look. He was part of that group that wanted to get the this what is it the. The director mode oh, or the, the theater the, the, mode. The videos of him telling you to turn the motion. Yeah, basically. Off. Oh, it's it, my favorite. It, thing. It, it's you know he stopped just short of going to people's homes and fiddling with the remote Fucking to get the settings right. So don't you like? Jesus I mean, Christ. if Tom Cruise wanted to, he could just get paid ten million dollars a flick for the rest of his fucking life, and it would it would he never could almost just consult. The fact that he still cares, I, I know he's weird, and I know that yeah. people see him who in interviews cares? and like, what? I don't point, give a. Cares? I don't give. Oh, fuck. You look at all the other shit and you're like, oh, Scientology still bothers you? Like, no, I, yeah. whatever. I'm, I'll convert tomorrow. I don't care at all. As a matter well, of fact, I won't I, convert tomorrow, I but will. he's not trying to get me I to. I looked so. into it after Maverick. I oh, said, well, I got to become a member of this. I got to find some place to go. You shouldn't say that in a microphone. They'll oh, be on your door tomorrow. Not, not Luckily, this no one hears this. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. That was... Uh, it was good to see. By the way, all those Mission Impossible movies, big big time successes, big time, big yeah. bu- big budgets, big successes. Con- all of them. Like they continue to just murder at the box office. Yep. Um, real quick, boys. Uh, Thor. I'm seeing a lot of a lot of already hedging the bets. I tweeted that's out unfortunate. Uh, yeah. On Saturday. I, are you really? Yeah. I am surprised to hear that. Early I, early morning showing. Yeah, I don't care enough to go see any of these movies in the theater anymore. Okay. Um, there was an article that came out that was talking about how. Um, Who's the woman, Thor? Padme. Portman. Portman? She yeah. was talking about how much was cut out of this movie. I, f- I already feel like they're setting it up, not for a failure, but for this pattern that we're seeing where everyone goes to see the cameos and who's going to show up and is Thanos in this? Is there an X-Man? And then the movie's okay, and then it just drops completely off the face of the earth by week two and three. I don't think this is going to be any different, as much as we all, I think, love the last Thor movie. Yeah, it I, I'm not 100% sure what to make of this one. Mm. It looks like it will be fun because there's going to be a lot of zingers and one-liners and all that, you know, the the standard fare in that regard. I don't think I'll be bored at any point during it, but I don't know. It's under two hours. I appreciate that, by the way. I, God that's, bless. That's impressive. Uh, so that I, I wonder what got cut. You know, exactly. I wonder, like, if... Was what got cut just a drag, or is it? Or did they make it quick and dirty so that because they saw what happened with previous movies? It's funny you mentioned the last Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok, because yeah, I think we all walked away and and, and even revisiting it. I was like, oh yeah, this is fun. This is a good time. Last week, right? I I revisited for the first time in in a long fucking time the Fifth Element. Well, that's a which I mean, is an amazing movie. I'd like for Tor to. I mean, and I'd like to force him to watch that on this I, show. I, I hit. I. 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 You know. I, I watched through the credits of the Fifth Element and realized, oh my god, this is what Taika was trying to make. Sure. Thor Ragnarok, and now I'm way more embarrassed about Thor Ragnarok after watching this movie. Yeah, but it was still for at the time. We we have too much information now about mm-hmm. these movies that's and what they're trying to do. Th- this, by the way, when it came out. Uh, they released it to the critics. It was at 74%. It then dropped to 72%. It has now dropped to 70%. Hmm. That's still, still fresh. pretty good. It is. But not for a Marvel movie. I mean, these things are judged at a different level, and you know they're going to check every box that the critics like for them to check. So I, you, you need to whack like 15% 
off this thing just because Marvel's kind of ingratiated itself into critic culture where they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. I don't know, man. I, I think that it's going to do a monster number to open up with, and then I think it's going to drive right off a fucking cliff. And also, they, they have, by their own volition, they have built in this thing where we are expecting them to push a larger narrative forward. What is that fucking narrative for Phase 4? Yeah. We knew it the entire time leading up until Endgame. It was the Avengers, and it was Thanos. And we knew that for fucking a decade. I still have no idea what they're doing. Dude, we're still talking about... How many years removed are we? Three years? We're still talking about Tony Stark. Right. We're still talking about the blip. All that horse shit is still kind of dancing around the focal point of these right. movies. And when, by the way, when did they acquire the rights to the Fantastic Four and the X-Men? It's it been was, a few years now, Fox? right? When they did the when they got the Fox purchase, it was yeah. Twenty nineteen. What what do we have? Some sleight of hand cameo shit? Like that's all we have, and all of it's bullshit. None of it's actually real because it's multiverse shit. Like they're mm. saying that in the the She Hulk show, we're going to get our. F- By the way, the She Hulk show is getting the first concrete evidence of the Fantastic Four. It's like, how am I going to follow all this? I haven't, dude. I haven't watched anything since uh, WandaVision, which I liked. It was fine. But I haven't seen pretty anything good. since. Yeah. I think ultimately that's where I start to... And we talked about this when we were... I think we talked about Loki at one point. When you start to get into the multiverses and timeline branches and things like that, that's where I start to maybe check out a little bit. Because it starts to get exceptionally complex... And it sounds that's a, you know an odd complaint to make, but it's like this is too hard for me to follow. It's like, but it's it's just it, it gets to a point where you're like, this is supposed to be fun right. and exciting, and now it's like I need a roadmap and some graph paper to figure out what the hell is going but on. But if you also read comic books, one of the things that indubitably affects comic books negatively, if you never believe there's any real consequences because they can just bring whoever they want back yeah. at any given time, like you drive people away, they're not as invested, and that is now what you're approaching with the fucking multiverse because. Well, if Tony Stark walks back through the fucking door or they throw a million dollars at fucking Chris Evans and say a million dollars, a billion dollars at Chris <laughs> Evans and they come back and make another Spider-Man movie, Captain America movie. OK, like we've seen it now a 100 right. times. Like it's not that big of a fucking it's, it's deal. It's been proven that people will will just say, yes, I'll show up to set for look at the, that that Jurassic World movie that none of us saw. It's now proven that people will just say, yeah, I'll show up to set for three days. And shoot my scenes and and fall back into this character, this look, and then Harrison just move Ford. On. We Fuck spent it. we spent a lot. Harrison and Ford. And I think I think he's the one. He he finally said it in front of an audience. Like he said it out in public. Credit to him. And for now being everyone honest. else. Mm-hmm. Now everyone else is like, yeah, fuck it, it's fine. Why not? I'll I'll I'll, I'll play. You know, I'll play. I'll play Ian Malcolm one more time. I want a yacht. I don't give yeah. a fuck. I'll yeah, show up for a week and dress in this old shit. I'll, and everyone I'll lose their minds. I'll I'll send in front of a green screen and then go back to my fucking. Well, Goldblum will do anything. Yeah. I'll go well, back and make more apartment commercials. Right. <laughs> uh, well, that was. Uh, I think there was it forever. The joke was that you know, there's nothing that Michael Caine has ever said no to. Sure. Like Michael Caine was in. I'm pretty sure 80 percent of the movies that were released in a calendar year during the 80s, and it was just. All right. Hey, you going to pay me? All right, I'll be Here's there. Here's where you and me are going to have beef, though, is because you're criticizing Michael Caine. No, no, no. He was Scrooge in A Muppet Christmas Carol, and that's where we're going to have big problems, me and you, about goat. I mean, am I, thought, I saying I you were about any- to defend Austin Powers' gold yeah. member. Really I was not. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> am I saying anything bad about Muppet Christmas Carol? By the way, Austin Powers is funny. Go back and watch it. You could never, Oh, the original you one? Could never release it now. It is so inappropriate and i fucking love it twice as much as that I've first ever movie did. is, is really <laughs> fucking good, hilarious it's that so first good. movie <laughs> is how would you explain austin powers to a shithead tour's age how the 
fuck would you even explain have, it have to you, him? Have you seen Austin Powers? Stop asking me these questions, Goat. <laughs> Stop fucking asking me. No, I that's, haven't. That's the first one I've God asked damn you. damn it. Tor, you oh, would love man. Austin Powers. Austin Powers, by the way, if they made it today, it would be in the late 80s, early 90s. If you talk about the time difference between when we went to fucking see it. I saw the theater. Did you do the theater tour? Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yes, I, I, I just right, responded it's to wrap it. Yeah. yeah, this is my Whoops. fault. I apologize. <laughs> yes, I did indeed. Um, go, thank you. Of course. Uh, thank you. Ye. Is Dottie. this hollow? Fuck it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Might be the new fucking wrap-up line for the goddamn show. Uh, let me think. Spider Clamp, Nice Lady Danielle, Enoch, John Page, Stephen Ale, Sean Groundwater, Wesley the Barber, uh, Corey Rita, and Mark Borger for all donating tonight. You guys keep the power on. Goat just cheers you. I want to thank our audience tonight. We have Loud Guy Enoch. We've got... Um, <laughs> Spider Clamp and of course Pink Face Orange Beard Jim Jester and Tor thank you guys both for being here of course Tor thank you for being a good sport about your shit movie it was and, shit um, I know but you enjoyed Black Phone and you enjoyed Big Trouble in Little China so uh, we're square are we square I got shot in the fucking face um, one day you'll learn what movie that's from um, and then the next uh, the next round is Jaws right Sorcerer <laughs> Sorcerer <laughs> let's just we'll just from, watch from Jaws 77 you want to also talk about Jaws? That's I fine. would be steamed if we could just Shark Jaws Wizard, I think, is the next one. But Why haven't they made a movie called Shark Wizard, by the way? Sounds like we've got a plan in front of us. Oh, boy. Daddy, you want to keep talking? I'm tired of talking, Dukes. I just want to go to the Dragon of the Black Pool and get drunk. <laughs>